from 2014 to 2023, bro, I just been sprouting. I've been blossoming. But even that has been challenging, Jose, because growth doesn't come without resistance. Growth doesn't come without resistance. And most of our problem is all we want is straight growth. All we want is straight growth. We want to have a vision, and then we want the vision to go straight into fruition for adversity. But it's the adversity that tells you the DNA of the seed. What's good? What's good, family? It's your boy, The Wall Street Trapper. Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesdays. Sometimes we feel that we aren't worthy of the abundance that we seek. But the ebbs and flows, the peaks and valleys, the vicissitudes of life must be navigated by the strong and the weak. That's right. No one is exempt. What matters most is how we handle the journey. So tonight we're gonna get into some things. We're gonna, we're gonna see how we're gonna see how a, a company and a, and a CEO just, just takes one company off its platform and verbally says, it's because you've tried to blackball me. We're gonna dig a little deeper into why do I use the S&P 500 as my savings account? Because what happens is what I've realized on a journey is there's a lot of orthodox things that go on and they may be right, they may be wrong, but what I do understand is the unorthodox ways is what truly test the system. I've come to the conclusion that when a new truth collides with an old belief, you must see which one serves you at the highest level. And the only way to do that is to by truly putting pressure on the old belief to test the evidence that it's presented you with. Okay, let me ask you a question. How many beliefs have we inherited that we truly don't understand why we believe that way? But when challenged, you often run away from it. But when you're in the corner by yourself, you ask yourself, damn, why do I believe in that? Because most things are inherited to us and we don't truly get a full description of why it is necessary or important for our well-being. Let me tell you a story right quick. I remember hearing about a mother, a daughter, and a grandmother being together for Christmas. My friend Elena loves this. She always tells me, she says, tell them about the ham. Tell them about the ham. And I wish she was in the audience tonight because she's been dying for me to say this story for about five years. And the story goes a little bit like this. It was on Christmas and a great grandchild was watching her mother. This is what I said. A great grandchild was watching her mother put a ham in a pot. And the daughter asked her mother, Mom, why do you cut the ends off the ham to put it in the pan? 
And the mother said, I don't know. You gotta ask your grandmother. So she said, okay. So she go ask her grandmother, she said, grandmother, why does my mom cut the ends off the ham to put them in the pot? And grandmother says, baby, I don't know, but your great grandmother is right over there in the living room. Go ask her. That's who I got it from. And so, the great-grandchild goes to the great-grandmother and says, great-grandmother, I asked my mama and I asked my grandmother and they all told me to come to you. And the great-grandmother says, yes, baby, tell, ask me. And the great-grandchild says, great-grandmother, why do we cut the ends off the ham to put them in the pot? And the great-grandmother says, well, when I was coming up, I watched my mother and my great-grandmother cut the ends off the ham to put them in the pot. And the reason why they did it was because we didn't have pans big enough to fit the whole ham. So the, the great-granddaughter goes and tells her mom, Mom, does the ham fit in the pot? Do we have a pot big enough for the ham? And the mother says, yes. She says, so why are we still cutting the ends off it? Because great-grandmother said the only reason they did it was because they didn't have pots big enough to fit the whole ham. It looks like we got a pot big enough to fit the whole ham. And in that moment, what we realized was a new belief collided with an old truth. Now, while I'm not a pork eater at all, what I do understand is if we never challenge the things that we've been taught over the years, then we start leaving room in pan but we stun our growth purposely. I want you to understand this. They could put the ham in the pan without cutting the ends and still have room. So let me ask you a question. What do you have room for, but you keep cutting things off for no reason? Okay, let's, let's go a little deeper with that, right? Why are you stunning your own growth? Because of belief that's been inherited to you. Let's, let's go a little, let's go a little bit deeper than that. Why aren't you growing in a pan that has so much room for you to grow? So we can use this story so many ways. We can use this story so many ways, but on our journey, we gotta ask ourselves, why aren't we adapting new beliefs? You are, you are worthy of abundance. You are worthy of the wealth. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy. But sometimes there's a challenge and I know what the challenge is. Oftentimes 
we are pouring into others while still seeking to be poured into ourselves. Oftentimes, we're asking and we're telling people that trust in God. And that same night, we're asking God to send us a sign. Sometimes, we are at this juxtaposition of the knowing and the still seeking more information. And sometimes in that gray area, there's a thing called uncertainty. And uncertainty can lead to confusion. Uncertainty can lead to doubt. Uncertainty can lead to self-sabotage. So today I want us to free ourselves from that. On this Trapping Tuesday, I want us to put ourselves in the mindset, in the spirit of victory. This Trapping Tuesday, I want us to step into purpose and I want that purpose to put us in position to be powerful. One of the men I often think about in the Bible is Peter. Peter is the prime example. He is the epitome of not knowing, but also being humble enough to move forward, but still being human enough to make the mistakes. Think about this. A man walks up to you who you do not know and says, let me borrow your car. Let me borrow your car. Most people would say, you don't lost your mind. That was the equivalent of of Jesus walking to Peter saying, let me see your boat. It's the equivalent. But Peter was, he was willing to, to take a chance. He was, he was willing to navigate. He was willing to go into waters that most people weren't. He was willing to take the risk. He had a good heart. And so, while letting a man he did not know borrow his boat, he became a fisher of men. But that was the beginning of the journey because he often saw miracles happen, but yet he still was human enough to question. And even in the face of some adversity, he was willing to cut a man's ear off of what he believed in. But on the same token, he denied what he knew was best. And I think Peter often describes us as human beings in that dichotomy of believing and wanting to be something but still having to overcome our own thoughts and fears. And so while I tell you that you are worthy of wealth, I want you to understand that you will feel every emotion available. You will go through the highs of, yes, I can do this, to the lows of, why is it worth it? You will go through some wins, and the wins will make you feel like you're unstoppable and that you are changing your family's dynamic. And then you'll go through some phases of, is it worthy? Is it worth it? This is my last dollar. Everything you have will test you. What makes us winners 
And what makes us losers is the winners keep learning, the winners keep moving forward, and even after a win, the winners keep going. The losers, the losers in life lose because once they face adversity, they decide to stop them. It's your boy, The Wall Street Traveler, episode 74. Let's get to it, y'all. Tootie, give me a beat right quick, partner. Woo, I feel good tonight. I feel good tonight. Jose, how we feel? How we feel? Tootie, let me, let me, let me, let me get something. Tootie, let me, let me get a little, let me get a little, just, just something mellow. Something to set the tone. I like that. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Jose, we got a good, we got a good. I'm not freestyling. I don't got a freestyle bone in my body. I don't, let me do what I'm good at, dog. I feel like you're trying to catch me back for the tender play. I feel like you're trying to catch me back from the tender play. <laughs> All right, man. We got a we got an amazing show tonight. Jose, we on 74, bro. Let's make it known tonight that instead of trapping Tuesdays next Tuesday, which is the day after Christmas, we're going to have a Christmas episode, and we're going to drop that at 5 o'clock Christmas date. So episode 75 is not going to be Tuesday. It's going to be on Christmas Day at 5 o'clock. Trap, why are we doing that? Well, because I know on Christmas Day all y'all are going to be together. And I would rather come on for Christmas when the whole family together so y'all all can watch it at the same time. What you think about that, Jose? What you think, three o'clock or five o'clock? What you think, three o'clock or five o'clock? All right, three o'clock, Jose say three o'clock Eastern time, the new American dream. Thank you for your $20 super chat. We appreciate you so much, family. So listen, next week, we will not have Trapping Tuesdays on a Tuesday, it will come on on Christmas Day at 3 o'clock. And the reason behind that is because I know that your family will be together. And that episode, I promise y'all, is going to be worthy. I promise you that that episode, I love doing the Christmas episode and the Thanksgiving episode simply because I like to get all y'all together. I like to get all y'all together. I'm truly about the family dynamic. And because I'm truly about the family dynamic, it is most important for me to optimize this channel. And the way that I optimize it is by y'all all together, while y'all at the round table, while y'all eating. And I dare one of you all to tell your family, we not cutting the ends off the ham this year. But you're not talking about the literal ham. You're talking about the proverbial ham. You're not talking about the literal ham. We're talking about the proverbial. We, what, what you saying when you say we're not cutting the ends off the ham this year, you saying we going into this year whole with new tradition. You saying we going into 2024 with new mindsets, new traditions, new activities, new beliefs, new goals. That's what you saying when you say we ain't cutting the ends off the ham this year. So my vegan people, you can say we ain't cutting the ends off the tofu this year. That's what you can say. Oh, oh we not, we not, 
we not cutting the ends off the, uh, the, you know, they mix it up. They don't call it a ham. They'll be like, sham. But it'll be like, what they'll call like chicken, they'll call it like toverky. Or they'll call it uh, chicken. Chicken. Right? So, <laughs> so we're not, we not cutting the ends off the vegan ham this year. We're not cutting We're not cutting the ends off the vegan ham. It's gluten-free this year. That's a good word. That's a good, that's it, Jose? No GMOs on the vegan ham this year. Because we set new rules, we set new traditions. We setting new mindsets. Watch this, Jose. We are changing our last names to assets this year. And in order to do that, we gotta go into the thing whole. We gotta go into the thing whole, Jose. We gotta go and we gotta, we gotta. <laughs> somebody said Tverky is wild. Let's get in the chat right quick, man. Stone and Jeff, we see you, family. Louis Gavin, we see you. Sam, I see you. The plant base all the way. I, that was for you, baby. Baby. Jojo Soto, we see you. Double R, I see you. Mimi, I see you. Eric Almighty, I see you. Shout out to the Super Jack. Mark Isaac, I see you. Uh, Josh Comley, all ham, no spam. Let's go, I see you. Lisa Alexandria, I'm breaking the chains. Let's go. You know we got our shout out. Tori, we see you, queen. Larry Morgan, we see you. I just want to show the chat some love, Jose, because without them, ain't no us. We're not going to act like they're not here every Tuesday for 74 episodes for three hours, three and a half hours, and one time four hours. We're not going to act like we don't see them. We're not going to act like Trapping Tuesday ain't their financial home. We have financial revival here. Huh? And we don't pass the collection plate. Huh? It's voluntary here. Huh? Clock Boxing, we see you. Trapper AJ, we see you. Right? KJ Simmons, we see you. Tomorrow, I see you. Man, get the lights up for us, y'all. Bring my screen up a little bit more. You know I got to see that title, bro. Every time. I like to see it. All right, we in the building. Let's go. Let's go. 28 Infinity, I see you. Got to see you. What's popping? Rashad Howell, I see you. That's, I just want to... I just want to get a people some time. Episode 74 is about having the belief to move forward. And moving forward first starts with saying we ain't cutting the ends off the ham. Let me see something right quick. Let me see something right quick. Let me see something right quick. This a this impromptu, Jose. This impromptu. It ain't going to be nothing crazy. This ain't going to be nothing crazy, but this impromptu, Jose. This impromptu. This imprompt, that's the word? I said it right? Impromptu? Impromptu? Did I say that right? She might answer. I'm going to tell her I told a ham story. She's been wanting me to say the story for four years. I got to let her know it. Bam! She might, she, she just got married though, so she might be trying to make a baby. She might be trying to make a baby. It's Tuesday. Tuesdays is for loving. Red light special? No? Oh, but she probably trying. What's going on? What's happening? Nothing working on this. Guess what? I'm I'm shooting my show. Guess what happened just now on my show? What? And I'm live. 
I, I did something you've been asking me to do for years. What? I told the ham story. You saw it? I told the ham. I said, man, my... I said, ma'am, I love been telling me to tell the ham story, and I've been waiting for the right time to tell the ham story. I finally told the ham story. Bro, I know they went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know they went crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Listen, I know when I, I know when I when I said it, I said I gotta call her. So I'm live, and I just wanted to. I just wanted to call you and let you know I'm live and I'm telling you that I just told a ham story. As soon as I told it, I thought about you, you hear me? You was so bad. I've been telling you tell that story for about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I love you. I'll talk to you later, you hear me? Love you too. Listen, that's my baby, man. Bread and meat, we don't eat. We did some stuff together that we can't talk about. But it's glad both of us ain't in jail behind. <laughs> All right, man, let's start it off, man. Y'all know how we started off. Listen, she married. She just got married. I told her I love her. I told her I appreciate her for just coming to me first. That's how close our bond is, bro. She, so her daddy passed away. That was my dog. And she, she, she called me and asked me, Jose. She said, I met this guy, and I, I love him, but I need your approval. She said, you know, my daddy, you know, my daddy passed away. And Negro, I need your approval. I need you to. And she told me the goods and bads. She's like, I ain't gonna act like he don't got some bads, but he good. Here's the good, here's the bad, but most importantly, he treat me amazing. She said, I couldn't ask for nothing else. So I got on the phone with him, I talked to him for a little while. I said, you know what? Who am I? Run the play. So, shout out to my baby, man. All right. Let's go, man. So, we like to start each and every episode. I just had a story, y'all. It was a story. I like to bring y'all... I like to make this personable. Right? I like to make this personable. Jose, last night, I posted a picture on my Instagram. A video. The video was me, 1.30 in the morning, on the Falcon Stadium... In the sky, wind blowing, and I wanted them to see. Listen, I had the two goals in my mouth. I had the two goals in my mouth, Jose. I needed the people to see that I'm able to, watch this, I'm able to navigate the vicissitudes of life. Lashana, act like you don't know that word. I'm able to navigate them. But most importantly, Jose, you know what I want? I want people to understand that, bro. Life don't go in a straight line. How many years ago was that? That was 2018. But watch this, Jose. What we think about, what we think about life in its totality, five years not a long time. Bro, if we blank our eye a couple times, bro, my daughter about to be eight. I just took her out of the womb. No, I literally did. I, the doctor was like, Daddy, you won't do it? I'm like, hell no. He's like, nah, come on, do it, Dad. I'm like, man, you trip. What if I drop her? I was scared. But the doctor said, nope, let's go. I was like, oh, she tripping. I didn't even got insurance on her yet. 
Not life insurance. I'm talking about like hospital insurance. Like if something happened, I was, bruh. Bruh, but that was a couple, that was a number seven years ago. About to be eight years. That time fast. We blank our eyes, bro. We done went through eight years, 10 years. I remember coming home from jail, Jose, and working G ass out so much, he went to sleep on the bed. I got him in a curl session. Look, I'm fresh, I'm prison strong. My dog, cock. That was 15 years ago, Jose. That was 15 years ago, bro. It's 2023, about to be 24. Matter of fact, damn, I ain't even celebrating myself, bro. I came home December 7th, 2007. God, I didn't even celebrate myself. I'm so caught up in life. That's about that, what that is, 2007, 2017 is 10, 18, 19, 20, 1, 2, 3. That's 16 years. I've been home 16 years. So watch this, though. When you think about the story, watch this. I've been home 16 years, Jose. The dude told me about the stock market in 2020. So watch this. The seed got planted 2020. The seed about the market got planted 23 years ago. Think about that. Think about that. We in December 20. The seed got planted 23 years ago. Watch this. It took till 2014 for the seed to even break ground. Here's why. Because it wasn't until 2014, Jose, that I actually took this serious. So the seed was still in the ground in darkness in 2020. I mean, in 2000. In 2000. In 2000. Yeah, in 2000. In 2000. So I went to prison in 1999. I met him in a holding cell. In 2000, the seed got planted. I meant. Yeah, that's all right. It's all right. I, I, I get like that sometimes. Listen to the story. Right? In 2000, the seed got planted. Watch this. They got people in the audience that was born in 2000. They got people in the audience that probably was born in 2000. Don't matter if it was a bamboo seed. Guess what? Bamboos are the strongest. Once they grow, they're hard to cut down. But here's what I want you to understand. So you look at me now and you're like, damn, I won't get like that. How long you willing to be in the darkness for? Trap, I won't get like you. I won't. How long you willing to be in the darkness for? How long you willing to navigate that? And then watch this. 2000, the, plant, the seed get planted in 2000. I'm in prison. Now, what we know is when the seed get planted, it still got to take root in the soil. That, that whole process got to go through. And watch this. While the seed taking... While the seed taking root in the soil, guess what they got in the soil? They got bugs that's going to eat it. The ants got to get it. Centipedes. 
They got the spiders that run down there. All kind of stuff. Depending on where you at. Different stuff happen in the soil. Right? And then the seed got to go through hardship to break the soil. Guess what the hardship was, Jose? The second not guilty. The second not guilty, which was an overturned charge. So I won't allow like I got found out guilty twice. The, the overturned charge that happened in 2014. That was the one that made me say, hey, I'm about to take this serious because that ain't working for me. Real talk. I've been to print for a 10 minute on ride. I already caught two drug cases. I'm on a third one. That life ain't working for me. So I had to go through the hardship, Jose. It was the hardship. That's when I broke soil. The hardest part about the seed ain't once it gets on the soil and start growing because now you got a whole nother set of problems. Now you worry about squirrels, chipmunks, birds, caterpillars, butterflies, love bugs, depending on where you at, lotus, wind, rain, humans. We seek to destroy it for no reason. I don't like that plant. Pull it up, throw it. You ain't doing nothing with it. You feel me, Jose? So look, I'm in the soil. The seed of the investing is in there. Look, I'm still navigating. 2014. 2014, I get the last chart. I tell my partner, I said, hey, bro, I'm straight. Because two things happened in 2014. The other charge got overturned, and then me and my partner get in a life or death situation. He wound up passing away a couple years later. And then I'm like, bro, I got to take this serious. This the wrong, I got to play the right game, not the wrong game. So watch this. From 2014 to 2023, bro, I just been sprouting. I've been blossoming. But even that has been challenging, Jose. Because growth doesn't come without resistance. Growth doesn't come without resistance. And most of our problem is all we want is straight growth. All we want is straight growth. We want to have a vision and then we want the vision to go straight into fruition. Void adversity. But it's the adversity that tells you the DNA of the seed. I'm an oak tree. I'm an oak tree. I'm like an old Negro spiritual. I shall not, I shall not be moved. I shall not. I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water. Stop playing! Stop playing! All right, let's go. All right. Ah, I got that out of my system. I got that out of my system. I got that out of my system. <laughs> y'all got to let me do that sometime. All right, let's start it, y'all. Welcome to Travel Tuesday episode. <laughs> Let's go, man. Listen, I am.
a certified Wall Street trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I am more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself and my family, will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break the chains that anchor me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now. Wait, my ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. <laughs> my family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generation behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper, and Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go, baby. Hey, man. Jose, I feel good, dog. I feel like, listen, ain't nothing like a good old Negro spiritual, dog. Somebody say, Trap talked about the stocks. You in the wrong show. You must be new here. You got the wrong show. Shout out to the Queen Nat for the super chat. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate the super chats. All right, man, let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We got a lot to go to. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, the market is doing what the market does. The market is doing what the market does. Let's start off, man. We got all three. Got all three up today. Sean, you send me that issue? Can you send it to me again? Can you send it to me? So, I want to say something. Today, we had the Dow Jones hit an all-time high. An all-time high. And then... We had the S&P and the NASDAQ hit inter-year highs. At one point today, early this morning, I saw 4,800 on the S&P. And I said to myself, oh boy. I said to myself, oh boy. And the reason why I said that because I saw 47 max. 48? That says a lot. 48 says a lot. You resend it? 48 says a lot. And I'm like, Make sure it go to the big, the big trap phone. 48 says a lot because here's what I want us to know. When I'm looking at this, I'm saying, okay, the PE of the market now is about 18 or 19. I think it's at 19. The PE ratio of the market right now is at 19. If the PE of the market is 19, that means everything is oversold, overbought. Now, here's what I want us to understand. Here's what I want to understand. The normal P.E. ratio of the market is between 14 
and 17. Yep. Right? I did say above, but I didn't see 48. I'm going to keep it honest with you. I'll be lying. The one thing I ain't going to do is never lie to you. I didn't see 48. I, I'm not going to lie. 48 is a stretch for me, especially when you had people saying, wait, <laughs> y'all remember when somebody said um, 43, 39. I was like, we can't go to 39. I, I definitely didn't see 39. 39 was definitely not in my, nowhere near in my conversation. So here's what I want us to understand. If we at 43, I mean, if we at 48, that means the market is extremely greedy right now. And I am being mindful of that. And I know some of my people in the Patreon, you know, they kind of, they might be kind of mad at me right now. And I ain't mad at you for being mad at me, but what I do know is at 48, yep, so the PE of the market is usually 14 to 17. That's a pretty much, that's what we fluctuate at. Yes, we did close at 47, but this morning, the market hit 48, 48.02. I think 48.16 might be the high. So for us to hit a P.E. ratio of 19, that tells us that the market is expensive, right? So the market is expensive. And if the market is that expensive, you got to start asking yourself, how much am I paying now for growth? And that's always important as an investor I think I'm gonna do a whiteboard moment tonight. I wanna show y'all, I wanna show y'all something. I'm not gonna go true in depth on it. But you gotta ask yourself, there's a, there's a, there's a buying, there's an observing, there's an observ observation phase, there is a buying phase, there's an expensive phase, and there's a peak phase. Right? So, there is a, I want you to understand these, what I'm saying to you right now. And I'm even bringing it a little deeper. There's a discount phase. So I'll bring you all through these phases. There's a discount phase. Then there's a buying phase, which means it's not discount. We'll call it fair. Right? So there's a discount phase. And then there's a fair value phase. And then there's the, it's expensive but you're buying the expense. Don't get me wrong. And then there's the peak stage. And that peak stage, you know that the market is, watch this. Watch this term I'm about to use. The market is fearfully greedy. Okay? Okay? So we have the discount phase. We have the buying that's fair phase. We have the buying that's expensive phase. And then we have that peak phase, which I will call expensively greedy. I mean, fearfully greedy. I truly think that we are in the fearfully greedy phase of the market. I think we are in that fearfully greedy phase of the market 
And the reason why I'm saying we're in that fearfully greedy phase of the market. Now, here's, here's what I will say about that phase, Jose Dennis is good. Here's what I will say about that phase. That phase can last for some time. Remember, we've been on an 11-year bull market, right? We went on an 11-year bull market. Zay, what's good, brother? Uh, Trap, what's your perspective about the P-E ratio with the MAG-7? If you remove the MAG-7, the market isn't that bad. Good question, Zay. I like you for that. Uh, watch this, Zay. Damn, that's good. I like Zay. That's why I like Zay, man. Zay, one day we're going to get you on the show, bro. Zay, one day we're going to get you on the show. We might use Zay as like an analyst for us. We can might use Zay as an analyst for us. Zay, in the chat, would you be open to being an analyst for us, Zay? We like your perspective on the show, Zay. I think Zay has inadvertently or reluctantly become a part of the show without knowing it. No. No. Because Zay don't flip packs. Zay. Now you're trying to get Zay to go to jail. Everybody. Zay, we're not putting Zay in no uncompromising positions, right? Um... So Zay, so Zay said something that was real dope. Zay said that trap. What do you think about taking the Mag Seven out? Here's what we. Here's why I say the market is in that fearfully greedy situation. And here's why I said, watch this. And this going, this going actually coincide with what Zay is saying. At one point in time, the Mag Seven, and I'm gonna say this, right from July. In July. The MAG-7 made up about 70% of the returns in the market. About 60. Then we went through September, because August was kind of that. Went through September and October. And now we were having what's called a broad run. A broad run means that all of the other sectors are now contributing to the run. Right, so that's why when we Zay, so now Zay, what we can say is, yep, if we take the Mag Seven away now, I think it represents forty percent of the returns, and now you got real estate joining the party, right? You got consumer discretionary joining the party, you got materials joining the party, right? You got communications. The only people that's not joining the party right now is energy, right? So, Zay, you're absolutely right with that, which now even shows me that people that are, the big investors are now taking the money out, they're moving it around. But because of that, now I think that's why I say we now in that peak greed phase, because now it's kind of like you just throw something out there, it's gone. Which can be kind of scary because the economic conditions didn't change that much. The only thing that happened now was we got out of the inflation and the earnings recession. I hope I'm talking good right now. I hope I'm talking good right now. See, this what, so, so here's what has to happen. You got to get through the first 30 minutes of the show where I just do something different. So that I, I got to go through that so I can get to this. That helps me get here. You feel me? <laughs> that helps me get here. We got to take a ride together. 
right? So when we think about that, I want you to understand that, right? So I truly think we are in that fearfully greedy stage, but we are overdue that because of what we went through. You feel me? And the most, the, the, one of the scariest things that can happen right now is you just start buying stocks at any price right now because you see the market running and you thinking you're about to miss what's about to happen. But just because you see stocks hitting all-time highs or 52-week highs doesn't necessarily mean the market is going to pull back. We cannot time the market. We got to be in position. But this is why we also got to have a thesis in play. So one of the things I always do is give myself a story and I kind of try to tell myself, is the story right or wrong? So for me right now, I feel like the market is in that fearfully greedy phase and it happened over the last two days. Matter of fact, I think it happened over the last three days. I think once Jerome Powell said what he said with that last meeting, I think the market was like, ah, we got room. It's a Santa Claus rally coming. We got we to gotta lock these games in and we want to do this. And then what happens is everybody now bum rushes the market. And that is when I'm the most pessimistic. I'm the most pessimistic when everybody bombards the market because all it takes is one person to say, let me take some money off the table. All it takes is one institution to say, okay, let me take some money off the table. And then it starts the domino effect. And now you stuck. But here's what I do want you to understand. Right now, there's $6 trillion sitting on the sideline ready to get in. That's the most money that's been on the sideline in a long time. There's $6 trillion on the sideline ready to get in. Now watch this. Zay, you're going to love this stat. As of Monday, as of Monday, $600 billion went into the market. Zay, you're going to love that stat. As of Monday, as of Monday, $600 billion went into the market. It's now become more than a relief rally. It is more than a relief rally. But my cautiousness, my cautiousness resides in the fact that we know that, let me say this first. Triple winching didn't do what I thought it was going to do. I'll be the first to admit that. So usually, and this one made me a little like, damn, hold up, wait. It didn't do what I thought it was going to do. Normally, and this is why stats is good because usually when you hear stat like 80%, that tells you that there's a percentage of the market that does something completely different. So normally, 
when we see the redistribution, so when we see the options contracts close out, we see the futures contracts close out, we see the S&P, the NASDAQ, take what they're going to take out, we see hedge funds and, and funds now re, repositioning their ETFs, usually you get a market that does what? That goes down. We didn't get that. We didn't get that. What we did get was we got a market that went up Friday, we got a market that went up Monday, but crazy, and we got a market that ran up Tuesday. So I'll be the first to admit to say, yo, that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. So now I'm saying I'm stuck between do I enter, and if I do enter, what's the safest way for me to enter? Because I'm never chasing money that's already left the stable. Ah. All right. Let's go a little further. Two days. So we had everything up. Dow Jones was up. NASDAQ was up. S&P was up. Right? Let's go to that. All right. Here's our heat check. Now, we haven't seen this in a while. Put call ratio of 0.88. Look at this. We have 400,000 more calls than puts. We had 3.8 million calls, 3.4 million puts. 0.88. We haven't seen that in a while. We've been navigating between the 0.95 and the 1. So that's what we had. Let's go a little further. All right, here we go. Boom. All right, we got Microsoft, we got NVIDIA, we got AVGO, down 1% AVGO, down 1% Microsoft. I mean, uh, NVIDIA, we got Google, we got Meta running a little more, Tesla running, we got Amazon. So watch this, AVGO, NVIDIA, Amazon, Microsoft, badly up today. Apple, uh, got some news came in today about Apple, but let's go ahead, we got CVX, we got... Uh, in the energy, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Oxy. Uh, we got some plays over there going. Basic materials, we got that going. Caterpillar, John Deere. Those were, I didn't expect those to do something. That's, this, this is showing us that everybody, for the most part, is trying to participate in the rally. Costco down a little bit. Uh, ServiceNow up. AMAT up. Netflix. I'm not going to lie. I was so close to bigger than Netflix call today. I'm talking about I had it. I put it on a scale. I put it in. I had 20 contracts, and I said, nah, I'm not participating right now. I backed up off it. I backed up off it. Let's go a little further to it. Boom. And what did we say? Extreme greed. Fearing index, fearing, fearing greed index today ended at 79. But watch this. At its peak, it was at 81 during the day. At its peak, the fear and greed index is at 81 today. 81. It closed the day out at 79. Even when I was looking at that, I had already put us in position what I said. Discount, fair buying, expensive, peak. Peak equals fearfully greedy. 
fearfully greedy. Anytime the market gets in that 80%, in that 79, 80, I'm now here's the thing, I'm not gonna lie. If we got plays that's in that's running, right? So we not in a situation where we gotta force nothing. But I did tell Travis yesterday, not Travis, I told my Patreon people yesterday, anything that I got that's over 70%, I took profits on. Any option plays that I had today, I took profits on my Amazon and hit 103% today. I took profit on it and it closed the day out at 96%. So I feel like I didn't do nothing wrong. Right? I took profit on one of my NVIDIA plays that was up 85%. I took profit on my QQQ is up 86%. Any one of my option plays that I was up over 70% on, I personally took profits on. And I told my people that. Now here's the thing. Jose, let me make you laugh. Let me make you laugh. <laughs> I'm not talking about nobody, but this is the funniest thing. So I was in the Patreon and I said, so let me say this right quick. If you're in Travis Anonymous on Patreon, um, yesterday and today, I just got an IV before the show. That's why we was late. My fault. Uh, I was feeling a little drained. So I know I didn't post in the group yesterday. I didn't post in the group today. I was just feeling a little drained. I was feeling a little low on energy. So I, I got me a IV, my energy better. I feel good. I feel it working through me. Uh, so if I didn't post yesterday, I didn't post Monday and Tuesday, y'all. I just was feeling a little drained, y'all. I didn't even work out. I didn't work out Monday or Tuesday, bro. I was just low on energy. I think because I just been moving a lot, doing a lot. And I think sometimes we don't take for granted the, uh, I want to say wear and tear that we put on our body, even from, even from a thought, thought perspective, just thinking, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. I'm trying to organize this. Um, so I know I be moving around a lot. So I will say to my Patreon and my Travis Anonymous people, don't think that I just wasn't putting nothing in there for y'all. I want to also shout out my um, my lieutenants, Jose, that's in Travis Anonymous, because they hold me down. I, I haven't put a lieutenant in the Patreon. I think I might try to see how we can navigate that where somebody else can post for me in there. A couple times a week, just when I need to rest, I need to figure that out. But I definitely want to thank all my lieutenants in um in Travis Anonymous, cause Lieutenant Tory, Lieutenant Casey, Lieutenant Jabari, Lieutenant Paul, uh I'm not forgetting somebody and I don't want to forget them. Lieutenant Lala, uh my girl from the UK, Jacqueline. Um so they be doing a lot of posts in the Trappers Anonymous for me, so they kind of like help me out sometimes because I be just doing a lot. But I definitely want to tell them that um, I wasn't just not posting. Uh, you know, I just was, I was a little sluggish. And I was like, yo, I, I called my girl, hey, come, come tap that vein. Come find it. I need a fix. <laughs> I need it fixed. So uh, I definitely feel a lot better since I got that in, so I feel good. So I just wanted to let my people know, man, I wasn't I wasn't not forgetting them or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I know how important it is for them to hear from me. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely wanted to put that in there. All right, let's go a little further. Two days. 
Before we go there, Tootie, let's just get the recession portfolio out the way. Let's get it out the way. I want y'all to thank Tootie, because last week I almost forgot, and Tootie, Tootie ran it up at the last minute. Like, ah, we can't forget that. All right, uh, so let's go. So, let's move forward. Yo, that fresh cut is fresh. All right, hey, Jose, check it out. Beginning of the year, I said something. I said we going for 30% this year. It was around March, April. I said, if, if we had this rate, I said we can probably do about 30% this year. And as of today, we up 33% in a market. That's 160,000 in gains in the market this year alone. So here's what I got to do, Jose, and I got to make sure I document this because we did last year. The Christmas, the Christmas, the Christmas trapping Tuesday. So the last day of the market is going to be the 29th. Friday the 29th. So we're going to have to do two things on a recession portfolio on the 2nd of January. We're going to have to show the 29th portfolio so we can document what we ended the year at. And I want to document a few things. I want to document what we ended the year at, and I want to document realized gains from the options portfolio. I forgot to do the realized gains last year. And the reason why we're doing that is because we want to create a track record for our recession portfolio as long as we're doing this show. And we're not going to run from nothing. So we're going to track. Last year, we beat the market. We was up 16%. This year, we up 32%. That's some good fund manager stuff right there, bro. Jose, that's some good fund manager stuff right there. Now, here's my goal, though, bro. My goal is to go, if I can beat the market five years in a row with this portfolio. That's my goal, Jose. My goal is five years. I don't care if I beat it by 1%. But if I can beat the market five years in a row, I got to go to, you got to put me on elite status. Right? I'm just saying. Now, last year alone, we was up 16%. We ain't going to talk. The market was down. We was up 16%. Nobody don't want to give me credit for that. All right, it's cool. Because nobody else... Nothing against nobody, but nobody else, nobody, even, watch this, I got to make a call. I got to make a call, Jose. I got to make a call, Jose. Can I make a quick call? Quick call. Quick call. We call him my guy. We call him a man about a dog. We call him a man about a dog. Let me see if he's going to answer. Let me see if you're going to call a man about a dog. We'll call a man about a dog, Jose. See if we get an answer. For the most part, bro, when people see me call, they answer. I think my name pretty good in people's phone. For the most part. All right, we ain't got no answer this time. Damn, he Jewish. 
Damn. We love, listen, we, we love our, well, I ain't gonna say that. I love this one. <laughs> it's the, I love this one. <laughs> but here's what I wanna do keeping it real. If we beat the market five years in a row, bro, that, that's, that's unequivocally gold status. All right. Let's go a little further to it. All right, so here's our, I did something different this week with the options plays. We showing the total gain and the percent. We showing the total gain and the percent. So this year with the Amazon play, I sold, we up 27%. Mind you, I sold, I took some profit off that. AVG up, we up 41%. I done took profits off that. I mean, we up, 230%. Let me sit in there for a moment. And the reason why I'm showing a percent so is because most people can, somebody can tell you I'm up $41,000, but they might only be up 3%. But the reason why they up 41000 is because they might got a huge lump sum of money in there. So I'm up $41,000 and I got a huge lump sum of money. That, that $41,000 may only represent 1%. That ain't, that ain't really hitting. But to say we up $41,000, we up 230% plus I already sold half of it. You feel me? So I'd already took, I, have, I had eight contracts. I already took four of them off the table once I hit 100%. So even with four contracts left, we up 41000 And watch this. If you're in a Patreon, you up 200 and some thousand, 100% too. So watch this, Jose. This is important to showing percentages. And this is what I want everybody to do moving forward. If you, if you only had one contract and you up 230%, yo, you killed your money. You flipped your money twice and then some. That's the importance about under showing people percentage. So here's what I want y'all to do moving forward. Anybody that's showing y'all money, I want this to be the standard. This ain't just what I want you to do for me. I want you to hold me accountable and I want you to hold everybody who's teaching you about the market accountable. This is how you stop yourself from getting scammed. I know I'm preaching right now, but I listen. This is how you stop yourself from getting scammed. So when somebody tell you they made $1,000 in the market, $2,000 in the market, $5,000 in the market, I want you to say, what's the percentages that you up? I want, I want, you, to, I want you to ask them, what's the percentages? So for me, every my thing is, for the most part, I like to get to 100%, but then market change. So anytime I get something over 50%, I'm snatching. But I understood we, I understood this. I understood that November and December are the best two months in the market. So I was like, yo, we can let it run. Right? So anyway, we up 96% in Amazon. I took half of that earlier when it was at 102%. AVGO. All right, so the Google Play. I'm not going to lie, Google just been fighting. I will say this today about Google. Today, Google uh, settled 
on their payment it was $700 million that they had to make the payment for uh, the antitrust against their Google Play. And I want you to understand that $700 million is like $100 to me. $700 million to Google is $100 to me. I'm going to say it again. And I'm, I'm not even saying my pockets. Y'all already know uh, $100 is an adult dollar. <laughs> you feel me? $100 is an adult dollar. Real talk. When you're young, you're like, give me $100. When you be adult, you be like, give me $10,000. $100, once you break it, it ain't even with. Damn, you be trying to hold on to that $100. Once you break it, it's, like, it's gone. So you want to understand, $100. $700 million to Google is like $100 to me. They got off easy. Like, they were like, all right, bet. We're going to make some changes about it, but bet. Here's what you understand about this, y'all, and I'm going to be honest with y'all. Me and B going to make some content about this. Me, me, me and B going to make some content about Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin D. Roosevelt. And this is how you get that. This is how you get antitrust. But to go a little further, and I'm not going to get into it here, but I'm going to say this. A lot of times when you see companies, you're going to, for, for the remainder of your life, our life, we're going to see Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, maybe NVIDIA as they go a little further. You're going to see them get hit with antitrust lawsuits. And all that is, is a money grab for politicians. You feel me? Well, I promise you this. Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Meta. For at least the next 10 to 20 years, you're going to keep seeing these companies with antitrust lawsuits. Here's why. Nobody thought that Amazon was going to be Amazon. Nobody thought that Google was going to be Google. Nobody thought that Facebook was going to be Facebook. Nobody thought that Microsoft was going to be the Microsoft it is now. Here's why I'm saying that. Because if you shut down any one of those companies, you actually cripple America. If you shut down any one of those companies, you actually cripple America. 100%. And that's why I'm saying NVIDIA may be next. Right? You can't think of one company outside of those companies. If you shut them down, it'll cripple America. So here's what happens. At this point, they've become so big because you didn't put rules in play to monitor how big they've gotten. You, you didn't put rules in place to mitigate the power that they'll have because you didn't do that, now everybody, all right, yep, they got big. We, we can't shut them down at this point because everything in America is tied to them. All right, antitrust. Everything is going to happen. Watch this. Microsoft, Google and Apple cannot make a deal unless people at a higher level know the deal is about to be getting made. They can't just make a deal. 
Right? So now when you get, when you get, oh well, Google is by the Google got another antitrust lawsuit. They got a, it's just their turn. Well, well, the Apple Google partnership has now been exposed. Bro, there's no way nobody in America, Google is playing Apple $9 billion a year. There's no way. There's no way that $9 billion get transferred every year and the people and just them two know about it. There's no way. Bro, if I cash app somebody, they know about it. I cash at somebody, my goddamn account asking me who this $120 cash at was for in January. Nigga, it's December. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who I said that to. I ain't put a note to myself. It's somebody in my family. I don't know. I don't know. But what happens is everybody got their hand in it. And it just becomes your turn. I Google, it's your turn. Because if you really wanted to punish Google for what they was doing with the App Store, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have fined them 700 million. It would have been somewhere in the hundreds of billions. But that was, hey, let's get this over with. All right, you got another one coming up. We're going to get that one. It's your turn. Because guess what? Facebook went through it. Amazon went through it. Everybody, if you that big, you got to go through it. Guess who else went through it? The Rockefellers went through it. Guess who else went through it? Dale Carnegie went through it. I mean, Andrew Carnegie went through it. Guess who else went through it? J.P. Morgan went through it. Guess who else? Everybody who, who Teddy Roosevelt put his eyes on because he told America this. There's a group of men that are wealthy beyond measures. And if we don't put laws in place to keep them, they will dictate the American society. And here's what happens. After he came up with that, he came up with the estate tax, he came up with capital gains tax, and then the wealthy people of America said, uh-uh, uh-uh. We, you know my taxes like that. And that's where he started getting loopholes from. The, the American way is to, America was built on greed, power, politicians, and money. That's what America was built on, and prejudice, racism. That's what America was built on. And it, it ain't nothing but a, we used to call that, when we was young, we used to call that cuz, left hand Johnny. Oh, damn, I forgot. Jose don't know what that is. Left hand Johnny. You know what that is, Jose? If, any, if, you, if we play left hand Johnny, anything, anytime I catch you with something in your left hand, it's mine. Money, money, food. You hugging your girl with your left hand? Left hand Johnny. She mine. <laughs> that girl is mine. <laughs> left hand Johnny, dog. You ain't never heard of that guy? Alright, Twitter, let's go a little further, man. Anyway, also we got the one NVIDIA call we down on right here, 31%. No, that's the Google call we down. Uh, Meta is up 62%. Meta is up 42%. NVIDIA up 83%. NVIDIA, NVIDIA, NVIDIA. Uh, I had these. I, this was called legging in. Uh, and then I got the QQQ call. We took half of that position too. It was, uh, I had uh, 25 contracts. So we took about 11 of those contracts. Let's go a little further. All right. And here we go to recession portfolio. We got a... Uh, ATRK is up, CELH is up, Costco up, 
Crocs is just, I'm selling Crocs, bro. <laughs> uh, Eli Lilly made us $6 a day. Lockheed Martin, uh, $123 a day. $32 Meta was up today. NVIDIA down again today. SAIA turned positive. SMCI turned positive. TPAs. I know for sure I'm going to get rid of SMCI, SAIA, TPH, Lockheed Martin, and probably ATKR. I might get rid of those going to you. That's the recession portfolio. Let's go. All right, let's get into it now, y'all. Let's get into it. All right, let's get the likes up. Let's get the likes up. Let's get the likes up. I'm telling you, Jose, the people say, Jose won't make a quick check for everybody. Let me see it. Uh, Who? 78%? Maybe it's a down south. You from, you from, um, yeah, you. Yeah, you from up north, bro. Down south, we play all, we play all, oh, hold up. Down south, we play all kind of games. We play all kind of games. We play left-hand Johnny, we play bat down. You feel me? Y'all, did y'all play pitch-up tackle? I don't know. Did y'all play that? Bat down? Oh, bat down is a nasty game. You fight behind that. So left-hand Johnny is, you give me what's in your left hand. Bat down is, smack it. You know who we didn't play bad down with? Tootie. We did not play bad down with Tootie. Because he was like a grandpa. You know, like, man, we ain't paying the old grump ass dude, man. Tootie been grumpy, dog. Black, y'all ain't never played bad down either? Man. There you go. It's the uptown thing. Let's go. All right, so let's get to our business, man. All right, taking a bite out of Apple. All right, I want us to look at something. So Apple made less money in fiscal year 2023, but it's not the first time it happened. So Apple has made less money this year than it made last year, right? And that's not normally what Apple does. But this isn't the first time this happened. So we did some homework. We realized that it happened in 2016. It happened in 2019. And it's now happened in 2023, right? So, one of the things I will say is an Apple stock a day keeps the poverty away. I would never get away from saying that. But I also said that Apple now isn't the company you're looking for for superior growth. It's one of those companies you'll own now to give you consistent growth because they have a whole lot of money. They have an ecosystem better than almost every other product out. But they are still searching for something new that will speed up growth, right? They haven't found nothing that will speed the growth up. But the stock is still up big on a year at $196 a share right now. The market still finds a lot of, and here's why, here's why Apple will always be a well-performing stock. Because it has more shares than anybody else. So Apple has about 16 billion shares on the market. Nobody has that many shares. So because they have 16 billion shares, it's always a great place for big investors to go to find safety. I want y'all to write that down. I want y'all to write that down and go look at it. Right? Trap, if you're going to talk about Google, talk about Apple can't get over $200. Apple can get over $200. You know why it hasn't? Apple has split about 
three times in the last five years, six years. So it can it if, if it hadn't split, it'll be it'll be a five six hundred dollar stock. Remember, it keeps splitting, so it can be affordable for you, right? And it's at one ninety six right now. So I wouldn't speak too fast about that. You got to realize it went from ninety seven dollars. It was at ninety seven dollars, and it worked its way back up. It's up forty seven percent on a year. Right, it keeps splitting, which is why it keeps going back down. But if we if we take an Apple price without the split the last three times, it'll probably be a seven hundred dollar stock, if not more, maybe a thousand dollar stock. So let's not let's not let's not take that for granted that the, that the stock is splitting. Let's let's not <laughs> let's not take that for granted. All right. So one of the things is because Apple has about sixteen billion shares. It allows big investors to always find safety in there. And so that's one of the reasons why it will always be, it will always be a stock where you can find safety in. Let's go a little further to it. All right, and this is why Trap uses the VOO as a savings account. Right? This is why I use VOO as a savings account. So here's what we understand. Let's look at this from the last 10 years, right? Let's look at this from the last 10 years, right? Let's check this out. 2013, the S&P 500 gave you what? 32%, right? 2014, S&P 500 gave you 13.7%. 2015, they gave you 1.3%, which was still more than the savings account. 2016, they gave you 11.9%. 2017, they gave you 21.8% return. And then 2018, it gave you minus 4.4%. 2019, it gave you 31%. 2020, it gave you 18.4%. 2021, it gave you 38.7%. 2022, it gave you minus 18%, which made us look even much better because in 2022, we were up 16%, but we ain't nobody giving us credit for that. Nobody don't give us credit for that. And right now in 2023, as of right now, it just hit 21%. Trap, why, why are we using this? Well, because if I use this as my savings account, look at the returns I've got on my money over the last 10 years. Now, I haven't used it the last 10 years. I probably started about 2019, right? So I've got 30, if you use it the last 10 years, you just got, you've got 32%, 13%, 1%, 11%, 21.8%, then you lost minus 4%, then you came right back and got 31%, which means you more than quadrupled your money, then you got 18%, then you got 38%, and then you lost 18%, but this year you got 20%, you probably ended you up at about 23%. This is why I use the VOO as my savings account, because the VOO and the SPY are the same thing as buying an S&P 500. So when people ask me, Trap, why don't you use QQQ? Why don't you use these other ETFs? Well, because this allows me to have the whole entire S&P 500. I use the 500 best stocks in America as my savings account. End quote. You can use whatever you want to use. Right? You can use whatever you want to use. But from my perspective... I have no regret for 
a minus 18%, a minus 4.4%. I have no, I, that doesn't bother me. You know why? Because I, I started doing it in like 2019. So, so far, I got 31%, 18%, 38%, and right now, 20-something percent and minus 18% one year. So, let's say one year canceled out the 18.8%. I, I still got 31, 18, and 38% of my money. This is why I use the S&P 500, the VOO, as my savings account. Right? This is not traditional finance right here. This is not orthodox finance right here. Right? It's not orthodox finance right here. The one thing we got to do as investors is our goal and our objective is not to just follow the system. It's to figure out how the game is being played or create new rules. What did we say? The belief to move forward. Why we got to have that belief? Well, we understand that if we go by the rules of the system, we are going to be stagnant. And stagnant is just as much as moving backwards. You know why? Try to stand still. I tell you what. I want you to stand still in one place and just watch everybody else move past you. What's going to happen? It's just like not. It's just like what? Dying. It's just like dying. So if you're not making progress, you're actually doing what? Regressing. So, watch this. Hold up. Y'all then heard Trap and Ian tell y'all two tech, two index. I've never said that a day in my life. I've never in my life said two tech, two indexes. I got to get, that's Ian. That's Ian. That's his, that's his way of teaching. But for me, I'm not going to tell you that. I only use index funds, uh, I mean ETFs or index funds for two reasons. One of them is using this ETF, this index fund for my savings account. The other one is if I'm trying to learn a new industry, I'll buy the ETF in that industry while I research that industry because in my mind, I'm making money while I learn. Shout out to the OG stock up with OG Larry. I see you, brother. If you want to ever check somebody out, the OG, he put out good content about information too. I definitely can't knock the OG. And my bad, OG, because I often forget to say your name. I often forget to say your name. Shout out to OG Larry. He always show me love. He always trying to politic with me. I got to show him love. Shout out to the OG. Right? So for me, I'm always, I only use ETFs for one thing. I use the VOO as my savings account, and I use ETFs to learn. So if I want to learn an industry, I'll buy the ETF in that industry. I'll study the stocks inside of that industry. And then I'll decide to pick one, which is how I found Eli Lilly in 2019. Right before the pandemic. Now, I often tell other investors to use index funds. Why? Because you can invest in a great industry and you can take some risk off the table. You good, family. You good, family. Somebody say, my apologies, trap. I got what you were saying, but I always, I don't never like to take credit for nobody else. Philosophy. That's all. I just I don't like to take credit for nobody else's philosophy. Ian is a two tech two index funds. That's his philosophy. I don't want to take credit for that. So let's go a little further. So for me, this is why I use the VOO as my savings account is because of those numbers. All right, let's talk about it. The recap rally since November the first. So our thesis stands corrected. The Dow Jones since November first. 
Since November 1st, Dow Jones up 13.5%. NASDAQ up 16.5%. S&P 500 up 13.5%. But the banger is the Russell 2000 up 21%. In every last one of them hit a 52-week high today with the Dow Jones hitting an all-time high today. Now, you got to remember, a 52-week high and an all-time high is two different things. Right, so a 52-week high and an all-time high, two completely different things. For all my other investors, y'all may know what this means, but I know we got some two trappers in here, so some new trappers in here, so we got to explain the difference to them. So a 52-week high is over the last year, so there's 52 trading weeks altogether in the market, right? So 52 weeks is in this year, this is the high you've been this year, Right? All-time high is, this is the highest your stock has been ever. Right? So, the Russell 2000 is the mid-growth ETFs. I mean, growth stocks. Small cap. Probably got some mid-caps in there somewhere. One of my favorite stocks in the Russell 2000 is Malibu Boats. I love that stock. And, yep, somebody put it in the chat. IWM. Now, here's what I will tell you. In most situations, most years, small cap stocks do outperform large cap stocks. But the caveat to that is, the caveat to that is this. It is a bumpy road. It is a bumpy road. In order for you to invest in the Russell or small cap stocks, you must have ice in your veins. You got to have ice in your vein because it'll go on a slump for months, quarters at a time. It'll go in a slump for quarters at a time. Right? So when the market was down, you got to remember a lot of times too, when the market is down, small caps going to get hit the hardest. Why? Because these are growth companies. People not looking for growth in down markets. They're getting rid of growth in down markets. Right? In down markets on a rough economic tightening, people not looking for growth in those, in those environments. They're looking for stability. But why do we see the market, why do we see them outperform everybody else in November, December, because the market started doing what? Rewarding growth. The, the money went everywhere. And so the money going to flood into... Let's go a little further, man. Y'all, we teaching tonight, Jose. We coming to it. All right, put my seatbelt on because we doing 81. I like this graphic, Steve. The S&P 500 is now trading at a daily... This for my technical people. The RSI, the S&P 500 is now trading at an RSI of 81, by far the most oversold level since 2020. 81. The last time the RSI was at 81 plus was September 2nd, 2020. The day before, the S&P fell 11% in three weeks, which is why I said I am a little cautious. I am data-driven. 
Now, here's what we do understand. We understand that history doesn't always repeat itself, but it does rhyme. And all I'm saying is I don't want to be in position of all of my gains get wiped out because I wasn't listening to the music being played. That was good, Jose. You didn't even see how I did that. You didn't pay attention to how I did that. He was in the chat. That's right. This is the most overbought the market has been in years. I'd like to give you all data. Right? So RSI 81. So anytime the RSI is over 70, listen to me well. Any, I'm going to give you all a little lesson right quick. Anytime the RSI is over 70, the market enters overbought territory. Anytime the RSI gets under 30, the market gets in underbought territory. Right? Remember what we talked about. Discount, fair, expensive, peak which is fearfully greedy. If the market gets oversold at 70 and we're hitting 81, we are in what? Fearfully greedy mode, which is why we what? Talked about that earlier. Man, I can't, I, can I get a white ball moment right here, Jose? Just give it a little second. We need to get a white ball moment right here because watch this. I need us to understand the importance of that. I need us to understand the importance of being fearfully Greedy. I need us to understand the importance of being fearfully greedy. It's important for us to understand that in that moment. Tudor, give me a little beat right quick. Like this, trapping to this YouTube content. do right now in this moment is we want to talk about the levels that I need you all to see. Right? I need you all to see these levels so you can understand what I was talking about. So, and I wait for this moment exactly. Alright, so we're going to talk about buying. Nope. We're going to change that. We're going to call this a market emotion. Huh? We'll call it market emotion cycle. Oh, I like that even better, Jose. Market emotion cycle. Mm-mm. I wish we should market emotional cycles. The market's emotional cycles. Ah, that's why I like you, Jose. That's why I like you, Jose. That's why I like you, Jose. Emotional. E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L. 
market cycles. All right. It's a lesson. Watch this. Watch we go through. So the, the range, the range, Jose, is 30 to 70 RSI. This means relative strength index. Right? So this measures, this tells us the range that the market is in. Right? Is we in, if it is it is it being hella emotional from the buy side or is it being hella emotional from the sell side? So think anytime the market is 30 or below, we know the market is under bought. Right? Means people are actually, I'm gonna change this. Jose, watch for this. The market is oversold. Oversold means deals or discount, Jose. Right? Right? So anytime the market is 30 or below, the market is oversold. So if it's oversold, that means we're going to put a green by that. Why? Oversold means Deals or discounts, Jose. You with me on that? Deals or discounts. So watch this. Anytime the market gets 70 or more, we're going to say it's overbought. And we're going to say expensive. Or you're a duck. You're a duck. Quack. Nope, we're going to say this. I ain't going to even play it like that. Expensive or greedy? We're going to put that in red. Now, Jose, why is this important? So we know that anytime it's in, here's the range that we're looking for. We're gonna put this in blue. So we can highlight this range. We're gonna put it in purple, because that's a good color to see. Take a screenshot of that. This should take a screenshot of that. Right? So 30 or below means the market is oversold. Deals are discounts. 70 and above, expensive or greedy. Now, let's talk about this. Today, market reached 81, but ended at 79. What space is that, Jose? That's greedy. It has now entered well, not really. You know what I'm going to say this is? This is between expensive and greed. And here's why. Here's why I'm going to say that. Because 70 
it's oversold, it's overbought. 80, you've now hit fear, you've hit you've hit greedy. No, you've hit expensive. You've hit expensive. 85, 90 and up, you went to greed. 85 to 90, 85 to 90, oh, this is good, Jose, we're putting this together. 85 to 90 is crazy expensive. Ninety to a hundred fearfully greedy. We good right there, Jose. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Right? So Here's what we understand. Right? The market today was from 81 to 79. All right? Expensive and greedy. 85 to 90. Crazy expensive. 90 to 100. Fearfully greedy. So let's go a little further, Jose. So now we're going to go through this, though. We need to understand these notions that the market is going to go through. We're going to go through discount. Next stop, fair, let me write better, try to write a little better, fair, next level, expensive, next level, Fearfully greedy. Here's the levels. Here's the levels. Now, I'm going to say this. On your journey to investing, the market in most cases is going to be right here. In most cases, the market is going to be right here, which is fair and expensive. The market is going to go back and forth. What's the little thing called? Pendulum. In most cases, the market going to swing between this, fair, and expensive. It's going to swing between that. In most cases, it's going to swing between that. Now, watch this. There's moments in the market, there's going to be pockets where you're going to get these other areas. Watch this. Discount. When does this normally have a trap? September, worst month of the market. Worst month of the market, but it could pivot to October. And we can't put out August. So these are, these, we just talking season, these are the reasons why September is always the worst month of the market and then it could float it can go August going into September and then September going into October. October is a 
What do you call those? What do you call those on a presidential? October is a swing month. On a presidential election, what they call it, the swing state. It can go either way. October is a, God, we teaching tonight. Man, I think it's because my daughter, I need to know that her daddy is a professor. You think your daddy a professor? Dang, you took long to answer that. All right. Now watch this. Trap, when do we normally get this? Well, the data says that trap. When do we normally get? When do we normally get the fearfully greedy? Well, the data says that November and December are the best two months in the market because they average anywhere between 1.7 and 2.9 returns. So we know that in September, October, we can always look for a deal. And then November, December, we can typically get bounce back months where they go crazy. So the market going to navigate. So watch this. Our goal now is if we understand the data is to say trap, I just need to be in what? I just need to be in position because I can take advantage of these. And I can also take advantage of these. And if you go back and do the homework and the research, data going to tell you seven out of ten times this going to fall in place. So what happens next year if it don't happen? Don't come say, man, that ain't right. It just say this was the this was the three out of ten. You feel me? Because the seven out of ten times this fall in place, nothing is a hundred percent. Nothing is a hundred percent. Right. So now. We can understand how to play this market, any market. In most cases, the market will always fluctuate on a pendulum between fair and expensive, which is why Charlie Munger told Warren Buffett what? It's better for us to go find fair companies at a great price than find regular companies at ex extraordinary prices. So if we can find, if we can, if we can fluctuate in here, we understand that in most cases, now here's what we do understand too. Let me give you something else. Let me give you something else. Watch this. At least two times in a year, we will Get a 5% pullback. Anywhere between 5 and 10%. Oh, correct. At least twice in a year we're going to get that. At least twice in a year. Boy, that's like a Skittle. Like a bag of Skittles, but the color coding is good. At least two times in a year, you're going to get a 5% pullback. 10% is a correction. So if we know that, we understand that now the data dictates us and not the emotions of the market because we know what? September, October, November, we're going to get a run. We already know that November, December, we should get a, a run in the good side. 
We know that the other eight, nine months of the year, the market going, the seven months of the year, the market going to fluctuate between this. And then somewhere between January and July, we're going to get a pullback at least five to 10%. This has happened consistently year in and year out. It ain't changed. And it happens in different months. The problem is we got to just understand when it happens, the market ain't about to crash. We just saying the market is going through one of our color coded cycles. Goddamn, Jose, this a course. So this is why I always tell us to do what? Be in position. Be in position. Another thing that's going to kill a lot of people is this. They ain't patient enough, so they do this. They over invest and they over trade. Which equals blowing Accounts, which is losing money. That ain't what we do. That ain't what we do. We don't overinvest, we don't overtrade, and we don't lose money. Well, Trap, we lost on a couple of trades this year, but I was already up this year. Losing money is, to me is when I end the year and I'm negative. I'm negative. I cannot, I can't, nobody in the market gonna say they ain't never had a losing trade. Bill Act, one of my favorite investors, he lost 400 million on a trade early this year. And guess what he had to say? Shit, I was just wrong. It happens to the best of us. My AVO trade, trap, I was, I was early. Early is the same as being wrong. But guess what? We got right back in the same trade and what we did, got it all back. So the goal is us to understand the market. The goal is for us to understand the data and we not gonna get them all right. But this is what I don't want us doing. And I know a lot of people might pay, like, trap, when the next play, when the next play, when the next play. Yo, we went busting it all year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tweaking to put a play in because you paying me a certain amount of money every month. I want to make sure when you get in the play, the odds of us making money on that play is high. I want to make sure the odds of me winning the play. It's high. I ain't trading. I ain't playing this game just to play it. I don't like giving the market money. I like collecting. I'm greedy. I don't like giving the market money, especially when I don't print it. We up over 200,000 this year so far, but I should be up over 300. I'm talking about in real life games, but I gave them 70 something grand back earlier because I lost on an AVO, AVGO trade and I lost on an OHI trade. I'm mad about that. I don't like giving the market money. We took little minor L's, a thousand I, I wasn't tripping on that. But when they hit me for big bread, I was like, damn. Even though I went and got it back, I look at the bigger picture. So don't be tripping on, man, we got to get in the play. We got, no, we don't. We got eight, nine plays in right now. We all right. Most people are going to die of financial debt because they're greedy in the market. They feel like they got to be a part of everything. 
We got to be in position because we ain't been if we in position, we already taking part of what's going on. And when you already taking part in what's going on, you ain't got to keep chasing it. All you got to keep looking at is your percentages. And I get it. Man, the market on a seven-week tear. We've been in it all seven weeks. We just ain't put no new plays in in the last three or four weeks. That's all right. The market does not run out of opportunities. You're going to run out of money before they run out of opportunities in the market. You're going to run out of money before they run out of opportunities in the market. Overtrading, having too much money in the market. I like to be liquid. I like to have a percentage of my account in cash so I can always take part when it's time to take part. If I can make sure the data and the emotion on the same page, I'm all right. I do not make a play if my data and my emotion not on the same play. I'm not greedy for money. Because once you get greedy in this game, you forget the essence at what this game can do. Greed overcloud, overcloud judgment. Understand, it's okay for me to sit on the side. It's okay for me to let my players do what they're supposed to do. It's okay for me to do that. I'm not missing out on nothing if I'm not in this one right here. It's okay. So if we go back, I don't want you over-investing. I don't want you over-trade. I don't want you to say trap. Well, because I'm buying from the long term, I can buy at any price. Well, you can, but that ain't investing. I want you to be a great investor. Well, Trap, I'm getting a leap out far. I can just buy it at any price. You can, but I want you to invest. I want you to learn how to play the game with strategy, with philosophy. I don't want you to play the guessing game. I don't want you to play the guessing game. And most people treat this game like it's a gambling. Most people treat this game like it's a slot machine instead of it's a game to build wealth. And if I'm being real with you, how many people you truly know go build wealth in a casino? How many people you truly know that go build wealth in a casino? But here's what I will tell you. Since the beginning of the market, you can track, trace back to Cornelius Vanderbilt, J.P. Morgan, the Rockefellers. You can trace back to the current day that people have built wealth using this stock market since day one of it opened. And I ain't got nothing against my real estate people at all because I feel like you need all three. But I can promise you this. If we go look at the wealthiest people in the world. 70%, 60% of their wealth is in stocks. If you go look at the Walmarts, who got seven generations on the Forbes, guess where their money at? Walmart stock. You go look at Warren Buffett, where more this money at? Berkshire stock. Elon Musk, where more this money at? Tesla stock. Jeff Bezos, more this wealth. Amazon stock. Most, most of the... The, the lady from L'Oreal, I just figured this out, me and B. I didn't even realize L'Oreal was one of the top 10 richest families in the world. Guess what? L'Oreal stock. 
Now, I'm not saying that real estate and all these other things are not essential because guess what? Tied to that stock is a business. So that's why the dude told me stocks, business, real estate. And that's what I've been sticking with. I'm watching Yellowstone. Guess one of the games that's being played in there all the time. The stock game. I'm like, damn, they playing stocks in this too. You, it is essential. If you truly want to build wealth in America, man, play this game. Play this game. And, it, and you don't got to take my word for it. You don't got to take my word for it. Just go look at the data. Go Listen, go look at the data. There's a game that some people play. There's a game that's glorified. And then there's a game that the ultra wealthy play. Even if we go look at the Saudis, that's what the biggest company in the world is. Oil company, Armaco. Armaco. Business, stocks, real estate. Stocks, business, real estate. That's my triangle offense. And for me, it's, and now, I'm not going to lie. You add crypto to it, too. I ain't got nothing against them. But for me, it's always going to be the stock market first because it's the one of the key ways to build wealth. And there's no reason why I got to rewrite the playbook when I see all the people at the top playing the same game. Tim Cook, $21 million last year. How he made it? 200 some million. How he made it? They gave him $1 million in stock and they gave him everything else. I mean, $1 million in cash, everything else in stocks. Jeff Bezos, he sold a hundred and something million, million dollars worth of stock. What are we doing? And so now when we go a little further, I want to tell you this. Man, if you got 10 stocks, don't be asking me to take profit. If you got a hundred shares or something, don't ask me should I be taking profit. No, you shouldn't. You know why? Because if you got 100 shares, your next goal should be 500. If you got 500, your next goal should be 1,000. If you got 1,000, your next goal should be 2,500. You want most stocks under your belt. It ain't about you just having 10 stocks and taking profit. Stop thinking like an amateur. Start thinking big. Start acting like you deserve to play this game. Start acting like this game going to change your life. Start acting like this game going to change your family. Start acting like this game is the game that built America. And it's going to build you. Stop being afraid of the game. Play this game. Let the stock market help you build your real estate portfolio. Think about it. $60,000 on the option play we profited, I can take that profit and go do what? Get some real estate. Let this market print money for you. And once this market prints money for you, once this game prints money for you, you now have access to unlimited everything.
So if you got 10 shares, yep, that's a good goal because you probably ain't had none. Salute. But don't ask me, Trap, should I take profit? I got 10 shares. No, you shouldn't. People ask me all the time, Trap, I got this. I should take profit. The first thing I say is, how many shares you got? Oh, I got two. Why would you take profit? So I can buy more. So you about to sell the shares you do have to buy more later on? No. Keep that. Build on it. Say no casino. Say no slot machine. Get out of that mindset. Change that mentality. This is the game that's going to help me stop cutting the ends off the ham. You got to have a belief to move forward. My goal, I haven't sold a stock, I don't know, in, in, in probably 10 years. Eight years, I ain't sold nothing. Why am I selling? My goal. Right now, I'm at about 2,000 shares or something. My goal, I need to have 5,000 of everything. I'm, I ain't tripping. You know why? Because every time I go look on Warren, he got a 18 million shares, 9 million shares. Somebody just bought 100,000 shares of this. They bought 10,000 shares of that. What am I selling for? I ain't buying this to sell. I'm buying this to increase my net worth. I'm doing these leave option plays so I can take some profit from that and put it over to my other account so I can buy me and my daughter some more shares. I can't wait to see turn about 10 to 12 because she about to start learning the option game too. The power of your prosperity and the power and your profits is in you learning how to play this game. Let's end that white move moment, man. Good job, man. I like y'all tonight. I like it. I like where we at tonight. 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 Tonight. I wanna get a little. I ain't saying that, though. I definitely ain't saying that, dog. I definitely ain't saying that. Let's see, Grasshopper Words say I'm going for 100 shares. Let's go, man. I love it. I love it. Jose, in the chat, I want them to tell us what they going, like, what they, what they going for right now, Jose. Like, how many shares is there? I need them to tell us right now, Jose, what's their goal for shares in 2024? What's their goal? What's their goal, Jose? Let's go a little further. Two to talk to me. Find them when you get ready. All right, watch this, man. So, the Disney app has been removed from many Tesla vehicles as part of a holiday software update. This comes just weeks after Elon Musk accused Bob Iger of trying to blackmail him on a live interview. It is believed that this retaliation from Elon Musk after Disney stopped advertising on X. In a poll conducted on X, with 90,000 votes, 68% of respondents said that they canceled their Disney subscription. I'm going to say this, yo, and I'm going to be real with you. Elon has a cult behind him, bro. He got a cult behind him, bro. And I watched that interview where he said, he was like, if you trying to blackmail me, screw you. That's what he said on a live interview.
Because a lot of people pulled away from advertising on Twitter. Well, on X. Elon said, y'all tripping. So Disney already going through its troubles. They already not on Netflix. Disney streaming is already having a hard time. And now you get pulled off the Tesla app. That's big. That's big. Because it's something like you riding a Tesla, you got your kids, they put the Disney on. Elon like, nope. Yep, that's the one he did with Obama for CNBC. Yep. So he said, I'm good. Let's go a little further, Tootie. Watch this. Now, this is important for me right here. Companies with the most debt, Verizon, Amazon, AT&T, Ford, Apple, General Motors, uh, T-Mobile, Microsoft, Comcast, and Charter. Now, here's the dope part about this. Watch this. If you go look at a company like Amazon, this is what debt-to-equity ratio is so important, right? If you go look at a company like Amazon, it's a trillion-dollar market cap company. The company has one... $166 billion in debt, but watch this. The debt-to-equity ratio is like 0.77. Well, Trap, why, why, what does that mean? Well, if you took the Wall Street trapping course, you would know, right? But I will say it's right now. Go comment on one of my posts on Instagram and say GIFTS. G-I-F-T-S. I'm going to just let y'all know right now. I'm doing a 12 days of Christmas sale on the Wall Street Trapping course. You go comment on my post, on any post on Instagram, you comment the word gifts, you will get the Wall Street Trapping course for $97. Jose, you said, uh. Not, that's my Christmas sale. So if you ask yourself, Trap, where do I start at? Why do I need to get? I need to learn. Get the Wall Street Trapping Course, and I'm about to add three more videos to it. I got to shoot them when we come back for Christmas. I'm adding three more videos to it. You get it for $97. Just go DM, I mean, go comment the word GIFTS, G-I-F-T-S. Go to any one of my posts and comment G-I-F-T-S. T.S. The Wall Street Trapping Course is $97 for Christmas. 12 days of Christmas sale. I haven't even said it on Instagram yet. I just put the plug and plays yet. Right? And I only do a little few sales for Christmas, man. Christmas and Black Friday. Other than that, I don't be doing no sales. Because I, I know what we put in that. That's right. It's regularly priced at $9.97. So... My ad team was like, man, you out of your mind. <laughs> it was, I was like, bro, this because I feel like this is the perfect time. I feel like it's the perfect time for us to be playing this game. I feel like now is the best time ever because think about this. From a perspective, Jose, everybody thought the market was going in recession this year. I was probably the only one standing on it like, why would we think that? I gave possibilities. I gave scenarios. If this happened, this happens. If this happened, this happens. But currently, this is where we are. 
And so what happens is, once we understand those things, we're like, all right, cool. I'm like, all right, cool. But as long as you see companies up 200%, and this is why the, this is why the retail investor, Jose, has more advantage than the Wall Street executive or the Wall Street. This is why, this is why it's important for y'all to really learn this game. You know how many people on Wall Street missed this rally? You know how many people? I watched a lady. I swear, this was the funniest thing in my life today. Well, one of the funniest things. This is why I be telling y'all, people don't be knowing what they be talking about. This lady was on TV today. Pfizer is down 46% year to date. Right? Pfizer, the company Pfizer, is down 46% year to date. She was on TV today defending why she in that position. She was on TV saying, yep, I've been in this stock for five years. I'm like, what? Five years? You only had a good pandemic year. That was it. No, I'm lying. She's been in the stock since 2017. I won't say that. Huh? She's been in the stock since 2017, and she's an analyst on it. She come on the show every day. And it was like, yo, why, why, are you, why are you in it? They were like, well, they can fix this, they can fix this, but watch this. Here's the people who are managing y'all money. The people that's managing y'all money is on Instagram, on you on national TV saying Pfizer and AT&T are great companies to be invested in. Because it pays a 6 and 7% dividend yield. These are the people that's managing y'all money. Every day these people come on TV. Every day these people come on CNBC and they come on there as wealth managers. Listen to what I just said. Every day they come on TV as wealth managers and they're saying, yep, we've been in for Verizon for seven years. I mean, we've been in Pfizer for seven years. The stock down 46%. But these are the people that's on TV as professionals. I'm sitting there looking at that like, wait, what? And then, you know, Josh said, well, let's just pull up the chart. And she was like, we don't got to do that. And they did it anyway. Compared to the S&P 500, it has fumbled horribly outside of the pandemic. And then the crazy part about it is Pfizer, the, the drugs that it did have in the weight loss industry, they dropped it. They said, we're we not doing it. So now you're not even competing with the big dogs. But somebody like me told y'all Eli Lilly two years, 2019. I'm like, yo, Eli Lilly. I'm like, Eli Lilly. But now when it's running, I'm already 500 shares in. I was, I'm, once it started going crazy, I'm like, we go to a thousand. So it's easy to jump on someone once it's running, but the debt, what happens? 
When the people on TV, the people that's the professionals telling you that Pfizer is a stock that they've been rocking with for seven years. When they tell you they like AT&T because of the dividend. What? What? Anyway, you got an upper hand on Wall Street because the one thing is there's no, there's no pressure on you outside of the fact that you got the ability to look at this market, read this market, get the data you get from trapping tools and actually win at this game. The dope part, so Trap, why do you watch CNBC so much if you don't trust them? I like hearing it different because here's the thing. Everybody has a different perspective. And I need everybody, I like to hear other people's perspective so I can get outside of my own perspective. The problem is when we get an idea, we solely base it with that, that, and you don't have nothing to judge it up against. I like to listen to other people's perspective because they're going to give me some information that I didn't know about because they're going to say something to validate their opinion. I'm going to take what they said to validate their opinion with my perspective and I'm going to see which one is right. There's a lot of data that go into making this. I play this game for real. I play this game like my life depends on it because it does. This ain't, a, this ain't a secondary option for me. I play this game like my life depending on it because my life do depend on it. My little girl life depend on it. My, my grandchildren life depend on it. My family life depend on it. We going on a Christmas trip. They life depend on it. This one game going to change the dynamic of my whole family, and I'm going to treat it that way. I don't care if you got a good seven-figure career. I don't care what you got. Here's what I do know. You can't make, I can make, anybody can make a whole career salary in this game while working your career. Why wouldn't you take this that serious? Why wouldn't you take this that serious? You make 100000 in a year, guess what? You can make 100000 in the market. So what happens if you make 100000 in the market and 100000 on your career? I ain't telling you quit your job. You might love your career. What happens when you make your career money in the market? It makes you look at life a little bit different. So I'm going to treat this game like my life depends on it because it does. It does. 2018, man, I was working 70 hours a week, sometimes 80 hours a week for a $3,000 check. Yo, I had one day this week where the market printed $77,000 for me. One day this week. Monday. Today, it printed another 12000 I ain't the best mathematician, but 77000 and 12000 that's 72, that's 9, 71, that's 8. That's $89,000 in two days. All right, yep, we got to pay Uncle Sam some money at the end of the year. So what? You got to pay me even you go work your job. Render Caesar what Caesar's do. So I ain't telling you, go be an entrepreneur. I'm saying, treat this game like it's your freedom ticket and it's going to free you. You can't, you can't part-time, right? It's going to come with some lonely nights, Jose. 
It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna come with some days where you say, I ain't going to the Beyonce concert. I ain't going to such and such concert. I ain't going to the after party. I ain't going to do this, that, and other, because I gotta study. I gotta study. I gotta, I gotta get some data. I got to study a little bit more. I got to get something because here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Yep, we made 96. We made 96 in two days. Man, I'm proud of that. But guess what? There's going to be time where I make 960,000 in two days. There's going to be a time where I make 960000 in two days. There's going to be a time when I trade a million dollars a trade. There's a time when that's going to be. Ain't nobody going to change that for me. Some people can say you stunt somebody. So I know what I believe. You know why? Because I'm going to treat this game like it can change my life because the game has changed my life and the game will change my life. And I don't care who don't believe in me. As long as I get up every day and I see them people making millions and billions and billions of dollars, there's no reason I can't play the same game they play. I just got to scale my way up there. And that means I'm going to not partake in some things for a minute so I can do this. So when I see people like Zay hitting for 1,500 and 2,000 and 3,000, I'm saluting that man. Because I know what he, I know he put real money up to make that. And it's going to be a day when he make 20,000 in a day. It's going to be a day where he make, he trading 20,000 a pop. It's going to be a day. So when I see other people, somebody in my Patreon told me today that blew my mind. I had two comments. Made me almost cry. The dude said, trap, I'm up on an AVGO play. I'm up on an Amazon play. He said, I'm up 100, 100%. I'm up 90%. I'm up 70% on something. He said, trap, it ain't just about me, though. He said, trap, that's the new opportunities now I see for my family. I said, I get it. Because I remember when I was working on that Falcon Stadium. I was remember when I was building them power plants and I was doing $100 in the trade here. $500 in the trade there, 2018. 50, 60 shares, 100 shares here. And I remember telling myself, man, this crap going to change my life. And one day, I'm going to be doing 100000 in this thing. And I'm going to make, I'm, one day, I'm going to make a million in this thing. I did those things in a five-year time span. And a new goal now is I need to be trading a million a pop. I need to be trading a million a pop. And then another comment that really almost brought me to tears was somebody saying, Trap, I opened my mama account since I've been in the Patreon. My mama account is up over 40%. I'm going to make money. When I see that, 
When I see that, when somebody say, Trap, I took what I learned from you and opened my mama account and used the Patreon place to open my mama account and I'm investing and trading in my mama account? What we doing here? What we doing here? This game is a game changer. This ain't about me buying back the block. This ain't about me owning 89 million pieces of real estate. Nope. Even though I think that's amazing. I'd rather be trading a million a pop, man. That's just trap. Somebody else rather be buying a real estate. Somebody else rather be buying a commercial building a pop. Somebody else rather be buying 100 duplexes every time because they know that game. I ain't mad at none of that. This is my game. My goal, a million a pop. Because I know now, when I get to a million a pop, every trade is anchoring my family deeper and deeper to prosperity. Every trade. Every one of them. And so you see the power in this game? Why deny that power? When you could just start believing in yourself. It's time for us to stop being entertained. And it's time for us to start educating ourselves. If it's time for us to start indulging in the things that truly change our life. It's time for us to truly start indulging in the things that change the trajectory of our family. It's time for us to truly start indulging in the things that turn our last name into an asset. Let's move forward, man. All right, so check this, man. So today, uh, we had got, we had got some, I had got some data earlier but then I know something just came out like right before the show about uh, about the Colorado Supreme Court uh, taking Trump off the ballot uh, because it 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 it. went against the 14th Amendment, Section 3, about inciting a riot. Now, here's the numbers right now. In October, Trump was up 46% to Biden's 42%. Here's now is Trump 48% to Biden's 42%. But I'm going to lie. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm gonna, I just said something on the post today. I'm going to start doing white folks business. I don't got nothing to do with them white folks' business, man. Here's what it is. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. This ain't got nothing to do with us. And I learned this from Billions. And I learned this from Yellowstone. I learned this from Billions and Yellowstone. And I've learned it just in watching how America 
Just do what it do. So let's look at Jonathan Majors, for example. Right? Look at Jonathan Majors, for example. We talk about a black man who was, in my mind, I was like, oh, he about to be, he, he on it. Like, I watched his roles. I was like, damn, he was so good at acting. In my mind, I went and go looked at some of his old stuff. I was like, damn, this dude, I saw the, I'm like, damn. And then one thing. One thing. Now, it's over for him. He out the loop. And I was like, yo, damn, we lost Chadwick, but damn, dude, really good. Maybe I was, maybe it was a stretch for me. Maybe it was a stretch, because I was like, damn, we lost Chadwick, but I ain't gonna lie. Like, dude, really good. Like, he's good. Done. I'm not saying what Bill Cosby did or didn't do. I'm not justifying that. But here's what I do know. When they say it's over with for you, it's over with for you. When somebody pick up the phone and say it's over with for you, it's over with for you. That's what, that's what I know. I'm not saying Bill right or wrong. If you do something wrong to a woman, you, you, you get what you deserve. But what I'm saying is once they pick up the phone on you, it comes in a way that you ain't never thought it was going to One day you trying to buy CNBC, the next day, I mean, whatever, NBC. One day you trying to buy NBC, the next day you fighting for your life. When is your, and here's what I do know. I don't know who Donald pissed off. I don't know which one of his white friends he pissed off. I don't know what he said that them people, I don't know. Because here's what I do know. Here's a man that has no political background at all. He ain't do none of the... So, so when a person comes, when a person... Be, there's, a, there's, a thing, there's a thing back in the day where you had to do like the chitlin circuit, right, for black people. You had to do like the chicken chitlin circuit, right? For politicians, you got to go through the... You got to go through the... I don't want to say chitlin circuit of politicians because I don't want to make it look bad on us, but you got to go through the bull, the BS the politicians. You got to go through being a governor and a senator and a you got to shake hands, kiss babies. What is it called, Shana? You got to pay your dues. Exactly. You got to pay your dues. You got you to go be a, a, a butler or something. I don't know. You got you to pay your dues. Right? You can be a billionaire, but you got to pay your dues. You got to go be a Governor and a, and a senator and a, a a what a mayor maybe you know you gotta go through the you gotta go through the thing you gotta give speeches Donald just woke up one day and said bro I wanna be the president and for some reason he had enough favors that he'd done. Because at one point, we, 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 what people forget to realize was this dude was a rock star. Don't forget it. Some of your favorite rappers was in his video, had him in their videos and stuff like that. So he woke up in one day and said, I won't be a president. And then America said, well, 
He applied pressure. Me knowing Donald, me knowing him, I know that. Not knowing him, but me just understanding who he is, he applied pressure. And so he told everybody, he reminded all the people what he did for them. I know he did. Hey, don't forget, when you, you stay at my hotels, I'll put you up here. Right? He let him know. I done did so many favors for y'all. I won't be the president. So they waited for the right opportunity. What was the best opportunity to make him a president? Going against Hillary Clinton. You know why? Because America had just come off of what? A black president. You just had a black president for eight years in a row. Now, this don't got nothing to do with race. This don't got nothing to do about feminist, feminist nature or nothing like that. All I'm saying is you got to understand that America is a business. And America has to always look a certain way to the rest of the world. Because America's a powerhouse, all right? So we just came off of back-to-back black presidents. What's the best time for him to be the president? Go up against a woman. Now, am I saying that he was better than Hillary? Nope. What I'm saying is America will not go from back-to-back black presidents to a woman. I don't care if she white, black, Asian, Spanish. America is not... As male chauvinistic as America is. Is that the right word right now, LaShawn? As male chauvinistic as America is. Ain't no way in hell America about to go from back-to-back black president, eight-year term, to a white woman president. There's no way. There's no... Hillary pay her dues. She done messed over people. She done locked people up. She done rendered her relationship with Bill. She done, did, she done played every part of the game you can play as a politician. She done, she, if, if it was a, I played the game, how the game was supposed to be played, was a poster child, is Hillary Clinton. The problem was, she was at the wrong time. She came after a black man that's as much progress as, you know how much progress that showed for America? You let a black man run this thing for eight years in a row. You know how much progress that showed for America. You know how many men died the minute he became president. You know how many blood pressure pills was taken when he got reelected? Do you know? Do you understand this? So for them to say, all right, we got we about to put Hillary. Hillary, like, yo, this is my chance. Right here. This, I'm going. There's no way I cannot. This is Trump. There's no way he should beat me. Donald said, the people said, nope. Is it? I didn't say misogynistic. I said male chauvinistic. Oh, are they talking about that? Oh. So she just had to, I'm going to be real with you. She just was at the wrong time because she paid her dues. Now, I don't like her. She called us super predators. I'll never forget that. She the one started the super predator talk. So I don't like her. 
I don't care. You can forgive. You can forgive people all you want. When somebody calls me something like that, I'm all right because that's in their spirit. So he became president. And then when he became president, he became the Donald that none of them knew. I guarantee it. Because here's what power does. Power brings out everything. There's no higher seed. Listen, I know about the elitists and the, and the, the hands that really run this thing. Trap, you forgot to say eight years, the black president did a good job in the office. Well, that's depending on what you call good and bad. I don't got, I'm just saying president. Everybody look at the difference. In my mind, there's no way in the world Gaddafi should have been killed. So you, you, you say what you want to say about that. What I will say is this. When you get power, you become something else. And I don't know what he did. I don't know who he offended. But it's an all-out war on him not becoming the president again. It's an all-out war. And that ain't none of my business. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Why they don't want him as the president don't got nothing to do with me. And what be killing me is people be, people be in a comment fussing about Republican and Democrat. And what in my mind is always, bruh, that's such... I don't have nothing to, because they all playing the same game. Here's what I learned. And this is one of the things, Jose, that shocked the shit out of me. Excuse my language. I remember telling my lawyer, John Fuller, say, bro, why that judge don't like me? And I remember them going to court and him screaming at the judge, him arguing with the judge, him arguing with the DA. I'm like, yep, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, boy. I just know this is a heated battle and they just don't like each other. I got found out guilty. My other charge got overturned. Me and my lawyer became real good friends. This man invited me to his birthday. I went to his birthday. The judge was there and the DA we was arguing with was there. I looked at them people. I said, bro, I said, bro, what they doing? He said, well, that's my people. I said, what? I said, what? The judge right there, she said, Mr. Howard. It's good to see you doing good. What you doing? I was just like flabbergasted. I was just like. And I didn't want to say the wrong thing because I'm like, maybe she could send me to jail again. I don't know. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. And then I saw the DA and it was like, I was just like, yep. Can't forget, she told me I was urban trained. I was like, you want me to shake your hand? And you was trying to send me. And I realized that that's the way of the world. It's a big old show. And me and you as the people, we get so caught up in Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, right wing, left wing. Right. At the end of the day, bro, they all just be cool with each other at some level. 
they all be cool with each other at some level. And here we is in the comments. You telling me, Trap, you a clown. You a Republican. Trap, you a clown. You a Democrat. The people, I said, Jose, the people still arguing in that, in that post four days later. They still arguing about Republican, Democrat the same while Joe Biden and Donald Trump probably be on the phone chilling. Man, what's up, bro? Man, you know I'm going to kick your ass, huh? You ain't going to kick my ass. The people just got your ass out of Colorado. All right, we're going to see what's up next year. Let us see what's up then. Hey, by the way, tell Santos he better chill out and people try to send him. The whole lot of people on the, they know each other. They ain't just met each other. Them people been knowing each other since the 80s, man. That's why they be knowing so much dirt about each other. Them people be knowing each other. They be talking to each other. Man, that dude probably done put some money in Donald Trump kid. The Donald Trump probably done did something with you. Them people know each other. And yeah, we be fussing about Republican, Democrat. And the, them people just playing the same game. They, the game gonna keep on being repeated while we at the low level. We getting, we, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, he, damn, Trump don't care about me. Joe Biden don't either. Because he was with the super president to talk to. What we doing? What we doing? Then people go call each other all kind of names at the presidential debate. And when the debate goes, they be like, damn, you got me on now. I'm going to have to revise when we go back to, let's go have lunch together. Matter of fact, how the wife and kids are? Oh, man, they all right. Come on, fam. We, we the people got to be better. We the people got to be better. This, this, this game is way different and it's played at a different level than the emotion that we put in it. And I'm going to leave that right there. Go a little further, Toot. Let's get into it, man. Flush it up, flip it. Flush it up, flip it. Flip it up, flush it. We got it wrote two different ways on the ground. <laughs> and it's my fault, because I say it every way. They trying to keep up with me, so it's definitely my fault, man. Yeah. All right. Hey, Jose, this is a good show this week. This is a good show this week, man. All right, let's get into it. All right, let's get into it, man. Y'all know how it go, man. We put the stock up. I give you some information about it, and you tell me, do you want to flush it or do you want to flip it? First up on the deck is Bookings Holdings. You already know, man, this company is the main reason why you flying and everything else. So they have Kayak, Priceline, RentalCars.com, and Open Table. That's right. So you want to fly somewhere, you want to rent a car, you want to get a hotel, and you want to book a dinner, booking holdings up 72% year-to-date. How we feel about it, Jose? Flush it or flip it? How we feel about it? What they saying? They saying flip it? I like bookings. Next up is AVY. So this company is cool. Is the one of the manufacturers that labels uh, and printing packaging material is good for manu manufacturing and uh, selling those, you know those bubble wraps? You know the bubble wraps are there? 
the bubble wraps, the thing, it got the little pop, 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 pop. They actually do that too. And they are sensitive labeling. So they have some of the labels that's sensitive to put on stuff. They are up 10% year to date. How we feel about that, Jose? Flush it or flip it? I ain't mad at that. I'm flushing that shit. Alright, next one is I-D-E-X-X. Now watch this. Anal veterinary. V veterinary, did I say that right? Veterinary? Veterinarian. Uh, they do with livestock, poultry, dairy, and water testing. Jose, the stock is up 33% year to date. Jose, ain't nothing like some livestock, Jose. How you feel? You eat chicken? Okay. Okay. My daughter mama cooked gravy and rice the other day. When I picked my daughter up, I told her, give me a plate. And I just ate the gravy and the rice and the sweet peas. Man, every time I go pick my daughter up, they got food over there. I'm eating. I ain't going to lie to you. I be like, let me get a plate. Y'all do what? How we feel about it? Jose, we flush it or flip it? I like it. <laughs> Somebody said the beat's up. I'm telling you, the IV done kicked in, y'all. I'm telling you, hit the vein. Hit the vein. <laughs> Let's go with it, man. Next one. Uh, N-T-A-P is the ticker symbol. Uh, it offers cloud data. Watch this. Cloud insights, and it does cloud service with AWS. This is a sleeper, y'all. The stock is up 50% year to date. Are we flushing or are we flipping? Say, I'm going to be real, Jose. If they pay attention, I really be putting them on game, dog. Flush it or flip, how we feel about it? Yeah, we'll get some money with that. This is one of my sleepers for a long time. It's called ACN. Essential. So they strategize, they consult, they do digital operations, and they're helping a lot of companies now pivot to AI. Their newest uh, customer is McDonald's. They are helping McDonald's now pivot to AI. Ooh, woo. You about to go in McDonald's and they not going to have nobody in that joint, cuz. Watch this. The stock is up 26% year to date. Jose, are we flushing or are we flipping it? Ooh, what kind of sauce? Now they got a new sauce called, when you go well? I get fries from McDonald's. Bro, don't eat them fries, dog. Bro, that's poison. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. I was about to say, yeah, then I thought about it. You going to McDonald's, dog? McDonald's is poison, bro. Not even that, bro. It's just not good for you, bro. They got chemicals in that stuff and everything, bro. That's why your, that's why your foot always messed up. Hey, I love Jose, man. Me and my dog be going crazy. I'm true to believe that people watch this show, not just because of me, bro, because they love our dialogue. If you like me and Jose dialogue, y'all say, yes, yes, Jose eats McDonald's fries, yo. Get him out of here. That's why your foot, bro. 
That's why. That's why. He, that's, remember I told. Remember I, he got the gout. That's a fact. Remember I told y'all Jose be walking like that, and he be walking, and I be saying Jose, why you walk like that? He talk about I don't want to mess up the creases in my shoes. It's cause the McDonald's fries, dog. It's cause of the McDonald's. L. It's the McDonald's fries. It is the McDonald's fries, Jose. But my dog cleared it up. You know why he cleared it up? Cause he listened to me and he juiced for two weeks, and the gout got cleared up. Clear the gout. All right. So the next one is Visa. Y'all already know, man. It's the biggest, uh, you know, card carry in the world. They deal with payment processing. Seventy percent of all cards used in America are Visa. We talk about from the from the hood cards to the high price cards, man. Right. Visa is up 24% year to date. Are we flushing or are we flipping? I ain't mad at Visa. <laughs> All right, next. Watch this, Jose. AMP. It's a financial planning, asset managing business. They deal with institutions. They also give advice on wealth and asset management for banking, residential, and corporations. Jose, the stock is up 21% year to date. Jose, are we flushing or are we flipping? What the people say? So I got to break the tie? Uh, <laughs> the people know. The people know, Jose. All right, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. Uh, I, was, I went into my toilet stop. I can't say nothing while my toilet still... Going crazy. All right, AIZ is a lifestyle and housing solution, homeowners, insurance, floods, renters insurance. Let's talk about it. AIZ, up 33% year to date. Jose? Insurance, Jose? Everybody need insurance, Jose. And if you're in the South, that flood insurance is high. That flood insurance is a house note. If you're in the South, if you're in, if you're in Louisiana, Florida, Bama, Mississippi. You need flood insurance and hurricane insurance, bro. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, next. E-I-X, Jose. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pool. Pool Corp. That's right. So pool is, think about it, Jose. They deal with the uh, the appliances in your kitchen, dishwasher, microwave. How you feel about them? No, I'm thinking about world. Yep, dishwashers, microwaves, the stuff in your kitchen. Yeah. That's what it should have been. I, I put the wrong one up there for Steve. That's all my bad. That was my bad. Why? Jose say he go generic. I'm with you, Jose. <laughs> but when the last time you really looked at it? What you be seeing? I see uh, Frigidaire. 
refrigerator. Kenmore. What is Kenmore? Man, they must use that in Maryland. 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 I said Maryland. I did not say what you said. Merlin? We not even going to do that, dog. Not tonight. Not tonight. All right, so number 10, we talking about EIX, right? They deal with new renewable energy, um, electric power distribution, right? The stock is up 9.3% year to day. How we feel about it, Jose? We talking about renewable energy. We talking about a little solar energy. Come on, how we feel, Jose? Substitute, man. I ain't mad at it. All right, man, let's go a little further, man. Thank you for flushing up, flipping up, flipping up, flushing, whatever you want to call it. Let's go. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. 1-800 Highland, I got to take, take my notes out for this because I know they're going to hit me. All right. I said, whoa, what's up, Trap Baby? It's love, you heard me, bro? I said, um, man, I just wanted to holler at your brother and uh, pick it back off a question that you had wound up answering last week. I had a question, if I could, like, Get a piece of your recipe for a second when you be traveling and you on to go and you don't really have access to a TV like that because you're in the midst of moving. What type of, you know, which networks or do you have some net, some key networks that like it's a must that you remain tapped in with daily? You know what I mean? Like, is it like the CNBC app, the Wall Street Journal or the Bloomsburg app or the heat map and at the same time bro why I got you I did wanted to give a shout out to uh, the whole situation y'all got with Trapper Anonymous and your Lieutenant Casey bro you know what I'm saying for spitting out and suggesting the books that do be recommending I wanted to give a shout out to the team for that and the books that do be referring you heard me but uh, like I said back to my original question highlight at me on that one bro thank you Hey, bro, I love, I love my hometown, bro. I love my hometown. You know why? Because we'll start a whole conversation before we, like, sit. Yo, I sit. You heard me? I love your family. I need to holler at you right quick. I'm going to get at you about something. I need you to break it down for me. That's all before we ask the question. <laughs> but it's crazy because, like, people hit that and be like, what are you talking about? But I, I, I love it because I'm the same way. So, man, shout out to you, family. Man, I appreciate you, brother. Real talk for just, man, just for being in the group, brother. So I appreciate that. Second, before I even get to the question, Lieutenant Casey, bro, I always tell you, my, my guy, I told y'all that um, my Trappers Anonymous team hold me down, especially like the two days where I've been, like I be having to recover. And I also want to shout out people that's not lieutenants. 
Chelsea, my girl Natalie. I definitely want to shout them out um, because, you know, um, Hashim, I want to shout those people out because they definitely hold me down. They answer questions all the time, um, even when I'm not in a group. Um, Dials, my daughter, Anor, you know what I'm saying? Tony, I want to shout out my people, man, because they definitely hold me down when I'm not in a group, man. So, And that means a lot to me because sometimes I just be doing a lot and it ain't that I'm not trying to get at y'all, but... I just, I be needing to take a break sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And so I definitely want to shout my people out, man. Um, so, yep, bro. So here's what I do, brother. Uh, so I watch, uh, I watch CNBC on my YouTube TV. So I'm always have access to it. Definitely the Wall Street Journal is something I look at every day, at least once a day. Um, Wall Street Journal. I just got them on my phone, all in my investing app. Uh, Yahoo Finance and Market Watch are important for me. Yahoo Finance and Market Watch are, so CNBC for sure, Wall Street Journal. You can catch Wall Street Journal because they always got a deal going on. They always got some type of deal going on. So Wall Street Journal... Uh, Barron's is kind of expensive. I ain't going to lie. Barron's is expensive. You can kind of do without Barron's. Um, but if you go Wall Street Journal, Market Watch, you could probably, you know what I'm saying, that'll probably get you where you need to go. Yahoo Finance, they'll probably get you where you got to go at. I don't suggest Barron's unless you just love it like I love it. But Wall Street Journal and uh, between Wall Street Journal, CNBC, and Market Watch, you pretty much, and Yahoo Finance, you pretty much take care of what you got to take off. You probably take care of what you take off. A Barron's is expensive. You don't really need that. I ain't going to lie. I get it because I'm a stock junkie, but you don't need it. Um, but, yep, anything else I can help you with, bro? I appreciate you, man. Let's go, man. What's good, Trap? Uh, appreciate you for taking the question. Shout out to the whole team. Um... Appreciate all the teaching. Appreciate all the news, all the breaking down you do. It ain't going unnoticed and it ain't going to waste. Believe that. Um, but yeah, so my question is, I've been considering buying a multifamily for a while now, right? But I'm having trouble finding one, whether it be duplex or triplex. And the costs are kind of, you know, just real high right now. And the interest rates is just probably not a good idea. And when I really break it down, you really not averaging, you really not netting that much per month, especially when you got to bear in repairs, maintenance, you know what I'm saying? The, just the heartache, the headache of dealing with people. So I'm thinking, boom, you should just, I should, I could get the same, you know, kind of thing by just going into REITs, right? Um, I don't have to deal with the people. I get to deal with it in. I build equity. Obviously, I know they don't go up much, but you're still building equity. Um, that was going to be my plan, maybe to just take a good chunk of that down, that down payment and just dump it and diversify between those three REITs. But then I had the thought, you know what? Because I do have my long-term portfolio, right? With my big three being Novo Nordisk, Google, and Amazon. Wouldn't it be smarter or what would you think would I just just drop that down payment into those? You know what I'm saying? Especially with the AI wave, Google, and Amazon, you know? I feel like that'd be a good thing. So um, I'm just curious to hear your perspective on what you think you would do with that chunk. You know what I'm saying? Um, If it changes, it makes a difference. I'm 24. I turn 25 next month. I appreciate your perspective. Um... Curious to hear what you'll say. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
I don't know if I had to speed my brain up just now. At first, he, I, was, I, had, to, <laughs> I had to catch up to him. Um, nope. So watch this, King. That's a great question. And I'm going to answer this in a dope way. When I first started, I made a video called REITs versus Property. And I think everything has a, I think everything has a, uh, a place in the position. The tax breaks that you get from real estate are amazing. You can't, you can't, uh, I'll never deny that. But you're right. And this, this has always been, this has always been my thing, even though I'm not the real estate guru. But I've always, I've always said that what, I'm, what I make from a property, once I take away expenses, and what about, you know, unless you just straight go Section A, right, government, um, but it's on YouTube. The video is on YouTube. It's an old video I did. Um, I might have to remake that video. I think that one will do good. Um, but you kind of doing, you if you bought the right REIT, you kind of would do better, if I'm being honest. But that's not me. That's also not me saying that the real estate isn't a great asset to have. But from that perspective that you looked at it at, the REIT does have its privileges. Both of them have its ups and downs. Second to that, when you said, wouldn't I do better now that you think about it to put the money in your top three? I think it depends on, I think it depends on what's your outlet. You're 100% gonna make a lot of money with Amazon, Novo Nordisk, and Google. But I think before you do anything, you always weigh the pros and cons. With the real estate, it's gonna matter what you're paying for it. It's gonna matter what the taxes is on it. It's gonna matter, you know, a few other things. I think you have to shout to my girl, uh, Tara, cause she'll probably, you know, the female guru, real estate guru. Um, I would be wrong to give you a lot of real estate advice because that's no, that ain't no, all I know how to do is just buy land. I don't know how to buy real estate yet. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to lead you wrong. Um, but I personally felt like because I wasn't the expert, it was easier for me to just buy stocks that pay dividends, especially if you're buying resets, paying monthly, I got high dividends, like you, you know, somebody like me, I'd rather put the 30 grand in that than that until I learned it at a high level. Once you learn it at a high level, there's other things you can do with it. You know, as far as, you know, 1039 exchange, I think that's what it's called, where you can transfer the taxes. You can keep deferring the taxes in it. I don't know if you could do that with stocks like that individually. Right. So we're, we're, I know with real estate, you can buy a property and you can keep deferring the taxes for a long time. So I think called the 1031 exchange. So that's that's kind of a, a, one of the benefits of getting the real estate within a certain amount of time. I don't know if you can actually do that with stocks. I haven't learned that. <laughs> I haven't learned that yet. 
You know what I'm saying? So I think it, I think there's pros and cons to each one, but you got to be willing to bear the pros and the cons of each one. You know what I'm saying? Like there's pros and cons to each one. Which one are you willing to, to adapt in that moment? So that depends on where you at in your life. If you like, you actually want to get my first property, shit, go get your first property. You know what I'm saying? If you like, nah, bro, I got one or two properties, but I won't get this REIT money, shit, get the REIT money. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good or bad. I just think it's which one you prefer in the time. You're 25 years old. Don't, don't make the game more difficult than what it is. At 25, shit, get your first property. The REITs ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Once you get your first property, take the money you get from the REIT. I mean, from your from your rent, put it in your, buy you some REITs with it. Now you maximizing your money. And then, now you playing a different game. Because I know once you do get the property for so long, now you can leverage it and get another one. So, I think you, um, I think you, you, you use which one is best for you in the moment. And that's me saying that in a way that where I ain't offending nobody, but I'm also standing on what I believe in. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's my best way to tell you that. Now, if you ask and trap, well, what I do, I'm going to double down in the options game, let the options game go buy me some, some more stocks until I hit my goal. And then at some point, I'm going to fill out how much money I made in profit, and I'm going to use some of that property to go buy me a piece of property. That's how I bought my first piece of property with me when we bought the farm. So that's my... That's my answer. I know it's kind of boring, kind of not what you wanted to hear, but that's kind of what my answer is. Let's go a little further, man. What's up, Trap? No entry today. I'm not in an entry situation, as you can see. But I have a question for you. In one of the Trapping episodes, you say you were in an investing group. How did you get into that investing group? Where did you go? And for us upcoming Trappers, how can we get in into investing group, what buildings do we need to get into, what meetings do we have to get into, and what's the best advice for finding an investment group to see if it's right for us. Thanks, Trap. Next week, I got that. Hey, bro. Damn, that was what the hell? Miguel, you all right? <laughs> Miguel, you all right, bro? <laughs> hey, Miguel, don't you never come on this platform ever again without our intro. You done got us used to the sliding. We need the sliding. Um, I'm not in a, I think for the investment group, it was just me and my peers. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't like I went search for it. It was just me and my peers. But most importantly, it's me and my family. Uh, me trying to put my family in a situation. Um, I was talking to a, uh, a private equity person you know, to see if I can get in some private equity because I think that's that has a lot of upside to it. Getting into the private equity game, that's another way that you really, really be building wealth. But I'm not in an actual investment group. I, you know, rock with my homies, you know, people I'm cool with who I know that they're willing to play the long game and then, you know, trying to put my family together in it. I don't think that I personally... I wouldn't be a part of an investment group um, unless there were strict laws involved that I could understand because I need to be a part of a group of people that 
understand money the way that I understand money. I need to be a part of a group of people that see money the way I see money. Because when you're in a group and everybody see money different, they money affects your money. You know what I'm saying? You bought this because y'all in this big position. And if they say, you know, so what's the laws involved? I, I, I don't think laws is the right word. Maybe what's the policies involved in the investment group? That's important to me. Um, so I wouldn't be so fast to get in the investment group unless you understood what's the, what's the goals of the group um, and what's the identity of the group. I think that's more important. And, and most importantly, the person who's running the group, what's their fee for running the group? Because um, I know damn well if I put a group together, I'm paying, I'm charging a fee. You know what I'm saying? I might have to get Lashana to, in about five years, see what that trap of fun look like. See, somebody, see what that look like. You know what I'm saying? Because if I can give you 15, 20% on your money a year, shit. I belong. You feel me? You are poor. You are blessed. You are highly favored. <laughs> so that's it, man. Do we got we got most of it? All right, man. So that, that's my answer to that, man. That's how I feel about that, man. So, man, tonight was an amazing show, man. I thank everybody that came in. I thank y'all for that. Moving forward is the, the goal for this year. I want us to end the year on a mindset of what is necessary for me to move forward. I was talking to my therapist the other day and he told me something that was amazing. He said, Trap, you got to start learning how to set boundaries in your life, personal and business. And so I asked you, what are the financial boundaries that you're going to put in place moving forward? Financial boundaries. What are some people that you, who you know that emotionally play on you for money? What are some habits that you have that you need to get rid of? A lot of us don't have no boundaries. Financially, personally, professionally. And when you don't have no boundaries, it's hard for you to see progress. Because you don't know where to cut people off at. You don't know where to tell people no at. You don't know where to separate yourself from. You don't know how to say no. I'm full. It's like, what are your financial boundaries? And tonight, after you listen to this show, I want you, if you don't get nothing else out of this, I want you to sit down and ask yourself, what are my financial boundaries? And if I have none, I need to put some in place. Because what I do know is this, every person that has sustained wealth for a long time has put boundaries in place. I'm not saying you can't give to your people. I'm not saying that you can't help your people. I'm not saying none of that. What I'm saying is, in order to have the belief to move forward, the belief starts with you setting boundaries. Set some boundaries. Set some parameters around how you find peace in this world. Don't get so caught up into what's going on in the media. Don't get so caught up into what you see going on around you. Focus more on you and how do you move forward? What are your boundaries? You deserve them. Your future deserve them. Learn from the past. Be present in the current and have boundaries for your future. Because the future is so important.
And I think oftentimes in the world, we don't think about the future because we're so caught up in the now. You can't change the past and the future hasn't got here yet. But there's so much potential in what's ahead only if we can appreciate the now and we can understand where we went wrong at the now. We can understand what we did right in the now so that the future doesn't repeat the past. I want you to ask yourself this question. How many times have you repeated the past? How many times have you repeated the past? How many times have you made the same mistake? How many times have you told yourself, I'm not going to do said thing, and then yet you did said thing again? And so it's not a mistake, it's a choice. And the choice that you keep making is because you don't have boundaries. The belief to move forward is predicated by the boundaries you set to keep the past from hunting you down. Say it again. The belief to move forward is predicated by the boundaries you set Keep your past in your life. It's your boy, Wall Street Trapper, man, episode 74. Jose, we finally did another three-hour show, bro. That was amazing. All right, man, so check it out, man. Every Thursday, man, Jose drops an episode, and then every Friday, and every Saturday, and every Sunday, and every Monday. Do us a favor, man. Go download those episodes, y'all. Put them on automatic download. There's not 170-something shows better than us. I promise you they're not. Also, man, if you want to get the $97 Wall Street Trapping course, it's a 12 days to Christmas sale. Do yourself a favor. Go comment the word GIFTS, G-I-F-T-S, on any post and get that deal, take advantage of it, because I promise, after that, it's going back to regular pricing. You don't gotta believe me, I only give a sale once or twice a year. One around Black Friday, one around Christmas, one around my birthday, and it never are the same. Take advantage of it. Christmas day, our show will be at three o'clock. Three o'clock. So we know that you're gonna be with your family and friends. So we will not have episode 75 Tuesday, Episode 75 will come on Christmas Day at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Meet me on the channel. Meet me in the team now. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We will see y'all on Christmas. Salute.
Thank you.